them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy The boys are back in town Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Shy Sox Weekly, episode 50. It's been a damn long time, but I am John Suarez, joined along with my co-host, Johnny Nani and Tony Marchese. It's great to be with you guys. How you been, guys? John, I'm good. Like you said, it's been such a long time. Um, you know, so long that we've been getting called out, but that's nothing new here over at Shy Sox Weekly. Tone, how you doing, man? Hey, crack them. Cheers to 50. I'm already in the middle of one. I'll cheers, one yeah, we're, cheers to 50. Minutes. You could raise your glass for 50 episodes oh, yeah, of this show. Ep- episode 50, half a century. A lot of people probably thought that we wouldn't get here. But we're here, boys. And I mean, we I stalled out at 49. That, we stalled we, out. Yeah, we, we like to keep things interesting. Um, it's been a while, so we do have a lot to get to. We were kind of waiting for the offseason to uh, kind of totally take its course which it essentially to this point has the Sox are in position to maybe make another move or two in my opinion your guys opinions as well they probably should make another move or two because guys the Sox are here they're fucking here we've been waiting for this since shy Sox weekly started it's time boys I'm ready for White Sox baseball it's what I'm most looking forward to right now I'm trying to get through this shitty winter and get through this you know just off season and it's been a grind and we're here boys hopefully i mean but how do you guys feel about the the moves the white Sox have been making in weeks months past johnny you just said shocked yeah, i'm gonna let yeah, you elaborate shocked. i did oh well, i didn't think that they were we'll, we'll get more into uh the specifics of the signings but um i didn't know if they were gonna pull off the whole lot um and for the most part they have uh it seemed like you know after grandal it could have been a stall and grandal, don't get me wrong grandal was the best possible start you could have had to the offseason, but I thought there was going to be a stall after that, especially with the Wheeler uh, stuff, how all of that went down. Um, but then, you know, I'm out at the bar and, you know, friggin' right before Christmas saying, oh, all I want for Christmas is Ryu. And then, uh, boom, right after that, next day, they signed Dallas Keuchel. Huge news. Um, and that, that kind of got the ball rolling, and then they supplemented it, too, um, with, you know, obviously, Gio Gonzalez just before that, and Edwin on Christmas night. What a great Christmas gift. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm shocked. I didn't think they were going to pull off the whole lot. Uh, I thought they were going to kind of maybe settle somewhere in the middle there of, like, oh, we kind of got some pieces but uh not the full you know not not the full puzzle just partial one uh but no uh they got pretty much everything that was on the uh, checklist i agree with john i would like to see another move um i don't completely trust that nomar mazar is going to be this breakout candidate that uh, a lot of people are kind of talking him up to be or at least hoping he'll be um i'd rather just have the insurance of having a guy to platoon with them but um that about you know kind of is where i sit uh with my thoughts on this offseason so far yeah you know i mean i like i like you said another move or two would be nice um the mazara deal right now is looking like the move that could use a little bit of help and you know a couple question marks especially on the right side of that infield we don't really know if madrigal is going to be a part of the opening day roster we don't know. That's that's a beer burp. You'll probably hear many of those tonight. We're a little bit rusty, guys. We do apologize for that. But <laughs> welcome back, baby. Welcome, fucking. I'm just gonna take another sip to that. Hold on. Hold that thought. Oh, bad radio, but yeah, no. I really think the White Sox could use another move or two, and we'll get into that here. But you know, let's. You know, we're talking a little bit about the White Sox. Let's talk a little bit about Twitter because that's what we're really fucking good at. And um, here. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't, don't toot your own horn too hard there, Johnny. You might hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I, we're good at talking about Twitter uh, for the most part. But, you know, uh, it's almost March. Uh, tournament season is upon us. The 108 March Madness bracket, you know, little snippets of it have been released. And um, there was an article put out by um, past Shy Sox Weekly guest Pete Han. Uh, Tony, why don't you tell us a little bit about that article that was put out? Well, I, mi- I missed the article when it originally came out, and I, I think I was, I, th- I was in the Buzz Cave over at Buzz's house with you, Nani, when I when I heard about this whole thing oh, yeah. go down. Um, I guess he wrote that we hadn't done a Shy Sox Weekly since we did Char Nights Weekly, which was back in August when the Knights were making a playoff push. And God damn it, that was one of the funniest episodes that we've done when I went back and listened to it. Just the uh, how we held that together, I have no idea, but. I mean, I almost need like a yeah. Odrisimar Despagne like chain oh, reference chain, somewhere. Chain giveaway. Yeah, oh, you the, need, you need yeah, the giveaway. You know, lot, chain giveaway. <laughs> lot, lot D, Shy Sox Weekly Socks on Tap Tailgate, Odrisimar Despagne chain giveaway day. That's what we need right there. Um, anyway, <laughs> Tony, Pete, you're going to have to go to the mall and hit one of those 25 little yeah. quarter spinners and just get a bunch of fucking plastic chains to give out. Oh, absolutely. Odrisimar Despagne right. style. Anklets. You got to be yanking on them all night, though. That, yeah. That's the key. Yeah, you got to keep putting it back. In between every sip of beer, you got to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But anyway, Pete Hand, who I thought was our friend, he was. I, I thought he was our friend. You know, we talked to him enough. This motherfucker goes out there and writes about how we hadn't done an episode when we had two premium guests on after that show, in Jason Hosking, who. We'll probably crack him when he hears this. And then Ken Well. Like how how did Pete miss these episodes, guy? I, I don't understand. Is he Yeah. Like is he not our friend? Does he not listen to us? I mean, these are all questions. I think, I think what bugged me the most about it was that, you know, Pete goes on and on about all these podcasts. You know, he takes shots at a couple of them that haven't been recording. And granted, we haven't. But then he doesn't even mention the Matt Davidson and Jason Bonetti podcast, they haven't recorded a fucking episode since, like, May of 2018. Where's their <laughs> shit? I'm looking for that. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for the Twitter war. I'm here for the beef. But, no, end of the day, we're all... We're, uh. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. You know, we know that we should have been keeping you guys in tune throughout this offseason, but that's what the ONTAP Sportsnet's for. That's what Sox ONTAP is for. You know, you hear our voices in plenty of different spots. You hear Tony and Johnny plenty after Sox games. So, and even me sometimes, but it, you know, we have been putting out articles and all that good shit to keep you guys in tune. So while we haven't been recording podcasts, like we would like to be for you guys, we're still trying to keep you guys in tune. We're still getting our following growing. And I feel like we've been doing a good job. 11 seeds, a little bit of shade right there. I feel like we're at least yeah, like a, well, I, we're I, a bracket buster at 11. I think he, right he was, uh, he was uh, referring to where we were last year. So I think this was kind of, uh, this wasn't the segment that's officially been released. I don't know if they've really put out any of those uh, officially, so officially, officially year, right? yet. Yeah. But they, um, Pete Han's been doing like this bracketology stuff and like, you know, this, so this was like kind of bubble things and there were, you know, there were a number of them, uh, uh, other personalities and, uh, podcast blogs that were on there as well. So, um, we weren't the only one, but you know, obviously if you come at us, we're going to respond. Um, I guess we're just going to rename what would we say before the show guys, uh, shy socks, whenever our schedules allow shy socks (laughs) bi-monthly. 
Uh, Sounds like we're due for some sort of name change around here because I don't know. Seasonal (laughs) White Sox talk. You get one in the spring, you get one in the summer, (laughs) you get one around Halloween, and then you get one around Sox Sox quarterly. quarterly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Well, uh, uh, the the important thing is, guys, we're back on a microphone, and we've got a guest tonight. And we're back We've talking been waiting White Sox on the line yeah. for like 20 minutes while we ramble on that to be expected. You know, this is the Shy Sox Weekly Way right here. But, Tony, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the guests we got coming on tonight? Uh, we've got a guy who's been following us for quite a while. Uh, I think I don't know if you've met him in person, Johnny. I know or Jonda. I know Johnny and uh-huh. I have. He came out to a tailgate last year with us. Uh, I'd give him White Sox Twitter Rookie of the Year uh, or, or at least close to it. Uh, there's been a there's been a few guys out there who are very deserving, but it, this guy would be, definitely be in the running. And that's Shy Sox Hayes, guys. Uh, he, he runs myshysox.com, and uh, big fan of the show. Uh, we're big fan of his work on Twitter as well. Uh, so we're gonna get into all different topics with him. Um, can't wait to talk some White Sox baseball with Hayes. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, we can't keep Hayes waiting too much longer. Uh, let's bring him up. <laughs> And we're back with our guest, Shy Sox Hayes. He goes by Hayes on Twitter, and a man that really doesn't need any introduction because we kind of already gave you guys one. So, Hayes, how are you doing tonight, man? Good. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. It's been a while since we all talked conjunctively, so we're, we're glad to have you on because you're someone that we've been looking forward to get on our podcast. And, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, Johnny, Tony. Yeah, uh, Hayes, thank you again for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out. Talk to us tonight. You know, our recording hours are always uh, pretty late night here, so I uh, appreciate you bringing the midnight oil with us. So, um, first of all, <clears throat> you know, I-, I think you've made yourself pretty well known around the White Sox Twitterverse here, but uh, for people that may not, or listeners that may not be on Twitter as frequently or as active, um, you just give a little uh, introduction of yourself and a little background. Sure. Uh Grew up in the area in the south suburbs and lived in the Chicago area my whole life. Currently out in the suburbs, Downers Grove, and uh, about to go into my 46th year. So um, that's where we stand as of right now. Excellent. Uh, Why don't you uh, shed some light on how you became a White Sox fan, Hayes? Okay. I just... My fan, my dad's side of my family were all White Sox fans going back a long way on the south side. So when I was young and started to have an interest in the game, it was it was there for me, pretty natural uh, family affair being a White Sox fan. Um, so it started early, and I can remember my first game about 1979. I was four or five, and I was hooked right away. 79 disco demolition obviously your kid for that okay <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah around if that was you know your first year going to a game there um all right so uh since it is since we're kind of in the white Sox past here um let's get a favorite white Sox player of all time and why i gotta go with frank thomas because of all the games i went to he was the one guy 
that everybody would stop what they were doing and run up to the to the back of the seats and want to watch what he was doing. Um, and I, I guess he'd be followed shortly by Robert Ventura, but Frank would definitely be the top guy. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put that. You know, a lot of times me being a concourse guy because I take about eight potty breaks a game. Uh, <laughs> I I like how you put that. They run up to the back of the seats to watch. You know, there's always that one guy. You hear the PA announcer. You know, you hear Gihanna. Uh, Jesus Christ. Gihanna. <laughs> Gihanna. Hey, you hear Benny, Benny Hanna go over the <laughs> Now betting for the White Sox. Yes, you know what I'm getting at. So you hear Gene Honda go over the loudspeaker, and it, you know there's certain names that keep you more locked in than others. And I like how you put that. That's a great way to put that. Frank was um, a showstopper. Yeah. Yes. So you had said that you became a Sox fan in '79, and then your Twitter bio actually says that you were on the field after the '83 AL West clincher. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, a story from that day, like, how that all came about? Yes, I was uh, in third grade, and a good friend of mine, his dad, knew a police officer that was going to be security by the game. So he decided to take the two of us down, and we um, used the police officer's pass to get in. Uh, and it was it was just amazing. I can still see Harold Baines fly ball float out to center field and then as soon as the game was over the crowd just ran onto the field and the uh, cops were pretty cool with it as long as everybody stayed into the outfield but for a nine-year-old that was that was just an amazing night and something i'll never forget oh i bet that's probably top like top five memories of all time but go ahead tony you were about to say something no i was just gonna say like i thought you know when i saw this in your twitter bio i thought it was like you were probably like recently 21 and like stormed the field drunk and like there was some like arrest <laughs> story after this but you know hearing hearing it like that i think it 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 kind of makes it even cooler because like this was all okay you know what i mean and you got to be on the field and, and part of that especially at such like an impressionable age like i think that's just that's fucking fantastic that locked me in and that's a good point i i've wondered since has any team allowed their fans on the field since in Chicago? Because, yes, that was completely allowed. As long as fans stayed out of the infield, it was condoned and it was just a big party on the field. That would be so much fucking fun. <laughs> I would pay to run on the field after a White Sox clincher. I would literally pay good fucking money to do that. You know, John, I'm going to take you to the next Family Sunday, and I'm going to let you run the bases after <laughs> after the game. Dude, would you really, Tone? Can I, I tour the clubhouse? I will. Uh, I don't know about that, but I'll let you get one lap around the bases, and we'll record can it. I get and a, we'll, we'll can, I from, uh, can I get an interview from Reynaldo Lopez? Because he seems to love signing for the kids. Oh, yes. That was, yeah. Reynaldo Lopez really loves signing for the kids. I don't know if I shared that picture. Reynaldo was like you dying down Just kids, man. Big fucking mad that he had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, moving on. Go ahead, Tone. Um, you know, uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, you were a newcomer to the Sox Twitter scene this year, Hayes. First off, what took you so long? And what are your first impressions of White Sox Twitter? Like, how do you feel about it? Well, I didn't really know that something existed. Like, I assume there were White Sox fans that discussed the team on Twitter. So I made the account on the beginning of 08 or 2018, didn't really do much with it, and then got fully locked in last year. Um, 
right around Soxfest and really just enjoyed the opportunity to talk with fans and then get to meet some this summer. But a lot of my Sox fan friends that I grew up with have moved away or I don't really get to see them so much or talk with them. So I think of anything, it's been the community of people and different opinions. Now it has driven me crazy sometimes, (laughs) but I think it does that for all of us. Uh, And overall, it's just been an amazing experience so far. I actually have a quick piggyback question because we've been interacting with you for quite some time now. And, you know, you kind of spurred onto the scene of White Sox Twitter and, you know, you just made yourself known. And a lot lot of people know who you are now. How did you come across Shy Sox Weekly? I'm just curious. You know, I think it was because I I know last year I started to uh, get used to Johnny's tweets, a lot of the videos and spring training videos he was showing so i think from there it just kind of evolved and noticed right away when he started the on tap sports network thought it was a great idea and just kind of slowly got to know you guys a little bit from there oh yeah i mean that's what they're for i'm glad uh that, that's kind of what brought you in uh that's why i do it you know if i'm watching the spring training game hey might as well share what's going on uh so you know uh, people, first of all, just so, as a news uh, resource, so people know what's going on. But then, other than that, uh, can form you know uh, interactions, uh, make new friends uh, on Twitter through it too. So I'm glad that's how you found us. And then uh, thank you for uh, you know following up with all the other uh, on tap ones too. Um, we appreciate it. So um, uh, let's move into some of the uh, White Sox questions here, Hayes. Um, how did you process the rebuild at its onset? Obviously, you've been a White Sox fan for a long time, and there was the uh, you know kind of restructures or retools, if you want to call them that, uh, leading up to it. And then they finally decided to strip the whole thing down. So uh, how did you process the rebuild at its onset? I was all in at first because it started with so much thunder, I guess you could say, with the two big trades right away. And obviously nothing was happening with the uh the guys that the Sox did have so i was all in at first and really got in which might have keeping me away from the team a little bit over the last few years i really got into watching the prospects develop um so i you know completely all in on the rebuild i think it's gone okay given all the injuries they've had um and as far as thoughts on it now it, it goes back and forth but you know, they've put themselves in a competitive spot now, and I think a lot of upside with the young arms and some of the young hitters yet to come. So I don't know. I, I think we're, we're through the rebuild and now on to contending um, and hopefully now just retooling a little bit as they go forward. Because I don't know about you guys, but I am tired of that word rebuild. I think oh, everyone yeah, is. That's, I mean, and you'll, I'm sure you'll listen to this episode after we record it, but that's essentially how we started it was we're just so excited to like finally have White Sox baseball that for the most part is meaningful. You know, I don't want a what if season. I don't want, you know, oh, well, so-and-so played good. So we can take that from this. You know, they're in a chance for contention, like you had said, and it's time for the White Sox to, you know, put up or shut up. So I don't want to show and, up. To, I don't want to show up to Janda's house after I drive like an hour and get, a fucking like, half to show up in the first inning and watch the Oakland A's slap like twelve runs on the board and like then have to figure out like how many beers does Janda have in his fridge divided by the three of us and then have we're to gonna tell need Janda to go more. yeah to have to have Janda go get more beer like in like the fifth inning 
and then do like a two hour four feathers podcast with Johnny while he's takes him like, two hours at the liquor store. <laughs> well, hopefully those nights are at least reduced with some of the new pitchers. I mean, Dylan Covey's gone, and that should help. That's just just the most detrimental move of the offseason, if you ask me, was to just get rid of Dylan Covey as a whole. (laughs) Speaking speaking of moves in the offseason, Hayes, uh, which acquisition do you think is the most impactful that we've made this offseason, and and why? What's your your thinking behind it? Well, first, it's nice to not be sure, because I was a little concerned, because I think a lot of us were they might have stopped at Grandal. Um, but because of what you were talking about earlier, the importance of the pitching right now, I think I'm going to have to go with Keuchel, um, to stabilize that rotation followed closely by Grandal. Yeah, no, you make a good point. Um, and I think it's like really cool. We haven't really talked about it. How Grandal essentially said that, like, you know, their already, like, catching situation and pitching situation is what drew him here. And then having Grandal here is what Keiko essentially said drew him here as well. So it's cool. It's almost like it reminds me. domino effect. Yeah, exactly. And, Johnny, it reminds me a lot of, like, college recruiting. It reminds me a lot of, like, you know, you build these. And, Hayes, you know this, that Johnny and I are huge college Mm -hmm. sports fans. Tony is a big hockey guy. He's not so much a college guy. I'm going to make him go to a Northwestern game eventually. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I feel like that's where we're at now with these free agents as they all, especially with social media, with the communication that people have, it's different than in, in, in times of past. And you get all these guys on the same page. And I just think the Sox are actually finally building something. And it's really exciting to see. But um, moving on from that. Johnny and Tony, I want to know your guys' favorite acquisition and why, but I'll start. I think my favorite acquisition so far is Steve Ciszek. And the only reason I'm going to say why is because here you have a guy. This could be a Coop Reclamation project, first of all. Here's a guy who's put up all-star caliber numbers and top reliever like for years stretch time. Like When he was with the Rays, he was unstoppable. So... Here's a guy that, you know, may not have had the best year with the Cubs last year, but the Cubs used the living shit out of this guy. Go back and look at how many innings pitched he had on consecutive nights. Not even innings pitched in the total of the season. They just never really let the guy rest. I feel like with the White Sox bullpen, the way it's structured, you know, I mean, they weren't the best last year, but they have a lot of guys who have a lot of upside. So here's a guy in Steve Ciszek who I think can come along and he can take a lot of pressure off a guy like Alex Colomay who down the stretch, you know, we kind of saw dwindle a little bit. He wasn't what he was at the beginning of the year. So that's why I think Steve Ciszek, but I'll pass it on to, uh, we'll go Johnny first and then Tone after. Yeah, so, um, I mean, there's, I definitely agree with Hayes' reasoning uh, with the starting pitching for Keuchel, but I'm going to go with uh, Grandal, uh, the domino that started all of it, um, since I'm going to stick on the domino effect theme here. Um, that was just an impact signing. Uh, I know some people were calling for it. They wanted it last year, but, um, you know, he, he was probably in, looking for a place to compete last year, and obviously Milwaukee uh, was a better outlook there at the time. But uh, I'm glad they got him because, hey, it is hard to come across solid catching. We've seen that. Um, everyone kind of, you know, at the beginning of the rebuild, uh, we were excited about Zach Collins. And, I mean, I think there's still, you know, hope for him and whatever. But the catching side of things, defensively, the framing, all of that, um, that's a lot to catch up on. And if, you know, Grandal is your number one and then McCann's your number two, and even with regression from McCann, if he's a backup there, 
Uh, you just took one of your big question marks, say they didn't get Grandal, and you had McCann Collins there this off season or uh, this upcoming season for 2020. Um, you replaced that and have Grandal there. You took a big question mark and made it a major strength of yours. Um, and then I also think that, you know, Jonda, like you had said, uh, kind of a recruiting little pitch because Keiko had mentioned it, uh, you know, Grandal being there was a draw for him to sign in Chicago. So uh, Grandal for me. Tony? Johnny, I'm sure you can probably guess who my favorite acquisition is. Let me guess. Uh, Dallas Keigel. Nope. Uh, wait, hold on. Edwin. Yes, Edwin yes, there it is right there. And why is Edwin Encarnacion? Because the Twins have Nelson Cruz. <laughs> because the Twins have Nelson Cruz, and the Twins hit a lot of home runs. And hitting and home, home runs, runs are cool and tough. And they're cool and tough because I get to watch fireworks when I'm at the ballpark. And fireworks are cool and tough, and I fucking love fireworks. I, I, I say this on yeah. Sox on tap all the time. I love it. And the Sox didn't hit enough home runs last year. They haven't hit enough home runs in God knows how long. I want to see the ball flying out of the ballpark. I want to be able to celebrate. What's better than sipping on your beer, watching things fucking explode in the sky, and <laughs> the guy run around the bases? That's just, it's fucking fun. I love it. So I oh, want to yeah. see home runs flying out of the ballpark every game I'm there. And when Edwin Encarnacion is up in the middle of that order, I talked about it last night with Herb Lawrence. We've got two through eight guys that could just mash baseballs. There's going to be so so many home runs hit this year, and Edwin Encarnacion could hit thirty to forty of them. I can't yeah, wait. I want to. I can't wait. I want to see a situation like the Chiefs had, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had over the weekend. They scored so much that they ran out of fireworks. I want that to be a problem for the White Sox uh, this season. Absolutely, that'd good, absolutely, that'd be a good problem to have. And, um, so. I want to, I just want to touch on the DH thing too. Like, look at the DH spot last year. It was a wasteland. You've got somebody that's going to play 150 plus games as long as he's healthy in the DH spot. Problem solved. It was a it, it's a middle of the order bat. You know, you add some lineup protection for guys like Eloy Jimenez. It was just a really good move, and that's nothing to take away from Yasmani Grandal or Dallas Keuchel. Um, I'm surprised Johnny you didn't go with Gio Gonzalez because you called that one. Uh, you know, nothing to, nothing to take away from any of those guys, but I really liked the Edwin Encarnacion pickup. You know, it's just home runs are cool and tough, and that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Hayes, we're getting, kind of getting back to uh, what you had said, and you had mentioned Keiko as yours. So uh, this is something that you and I had kind of discussed at the 108 Festivus party, um, and this was before. This was pre-Dallas uh, Keiko, and we had discussed it, and we had said, you know, you'd kept sharing out the uh, uh pitching depth chart. How is that looking now? It's looking good. We have six guys I think we can safely say for five spots. I mean, looking at Kopech looks pretty healthy they haven't cleared him yet um but it looks like six guys for five spots then it does get a little thin they picked up uh somebody today who doesn't look that great mitchell was it yeah brian uh, mitchell i believe is his name but after after kopak we're looking at kubat really is the only guy with some triple a experience that's healthy but of course you know with hopefully rodan coming back and some other guys so it's looking better um still wouldn't mind him try to sign a couple more minor league deals um, to make sure that the guy they signed today we don't have to see uh, but it's looking better 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. I just wanted a status update on that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a helpful resource. Uh, MyShySocks.com, uh, Hayes does run that. So uh, plenty of resources there. Uh, you know, he has some of our work from ONTAP featured there as well. So we appreciate that, um, you know, going up there. And then uh, the Ballpark Mix, uh, honored that it's shared there as well. So, um, yeah, uh, MyShySocks.com, uh, go check it out. Um, so, uh, hey, are there any names you had mentioned, uh, you wouldn't mind them adding a few more? I know it's tough to like, you know, kind of predict these minor league deals and, you know, a lot of people probably hadn't even heard of this Brian Mitchell guy before they signed him today. Do you have anyone, uh, that's remaining out there that you'd like to see them sign? This can go beyond pitching too. Um, but I just figured I'd bring it up since we were on the topic of it. Uh, anyone else that you'd like to see, uh, sign before, uh, we really hit Glendale and get the ball rolling here on the 2020 season. Yes, and it is, it is out of the fear of what happened last year, pitching-wise, that I would like to see. There's um, Erasmo Ramirez to John Walker uh, and J.C. Ramirez are just three guys that have a lot of major league experience with pretty good numbers, a lot better numbers than um, the Coveys and the Detweilers and now the Brian Mitchells of the world. I wouldn't mind seeing them get another middle infielder just as an insurance policy see should magical struggle or should he not be up right away um i'm big as far as having major league ready depth if possible i realize that uh, some of these guys are holding out for major league deals still so hopefully we'll see the socks um, maybe pick up a couple other guys for that for the minor league pitching to provide some depth depth if needed in terms of um, infielder, you know, MLB uh, level infielders that are MLB ready, um, in news in that sense, Adeni Echeverria actually just signed with the Braves today, who was a guy that I wanted the Sox to kind of take a look at just for a utility guy. But, I mean, we have we have a decent amount in-house in terms of second base. I think Leary Garcia can hold it down until Madrigal comes up. I, I mean, it's apparent that Madrigal is going to come up at some point this year. Here's the guy that was MLB ready when we drafted him. We're coming on a year and a half after we drafted him here. So, I mean, this is the guy that I would love to anchor down second base. And as far as the pitching acquisitions, you said a few of those guys I'm not familiar with. So I'm going to have to look into that. And I, I'll take your word for it. You know, you can never have too much pitching depth. You never can. I mean, you let Aldrice Mardespagne walk out of here. <laughs> hey, I watched that man get a win. <laughs> Well, they have used on average for the past ten seasons. Ten seasons, they've used an average of ten. So, yeah, I mean that's yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's try and get that into the single digits, there, boys. <laughs> yeah, I, that I mean that's just that's just modern day baseball. Some of it's bad luck, and I, mm-hmm. I think some of that last year too. I Injuries mean, too. Herm Schneider's gone. I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second. Like he kept these guys healthy. Um, and now all of a sudden you, know, you don't have him around anymore, and there's been more injuries. I mean, you just look at last year versus years past. So, you know, that's the thing um, that uh, I don't think a lot of people think about. So, Hayes, Hayes, quick question for you. We are talking about all this wonderful White Sox stuff. Did you get a ticket plan yet this year? Are, are you going to be out at the ballpark more? How often can we expect to see you uh, out in lobby? I did get a 10-game Plan. So excited for that, and we'll at least be at ten games this year. Hopefully, a little bit more. Looking which, forward to a lot. Be which? Which package did you do? Did you do like the opening day, the red line one? I did the, the one that featured Cubs the Cub game. game. I oh, wanted okay. to make sure I could take my nephew to the Cubs game, and yeah, then sprinkled in like some good Twins games. 
oh, yeah, um, sure. out there probably let's see forget the section but out down the right field side a little bit past first base so nice. looking forward to it and enjoying some lot b oh yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. I'm I'm a big I, I was looking under the ten game plans this off season as well. And I still might pull the trigger on one. Where it's I'm fifty fifty. Tony, I think you're doing a twenty, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a twenty. Doing I actually moved 20. my seats over to the one oh eight, so I'll be oh, down there okay. with, with uh, Pete Hand and those guys and, and Wally Fun. and everybody everybody else that uh, frequents that section. Sweet. Even though I'll probably spend half the season over in uh in Johnny's section. I think that's the worst part of the off season is no Wally money. <laughs> that he, that might be it, dude. I miss that, dude. I want I want to drink a beer with that guy. But uh, I got a little taste of uh, Wally money action at the uh, uh, 108 Festivus party. Yes. He was throwing back some uh, Bacardian diets, so you know <laughs> we were doing a little 108ing with him there. Oh yeah, and when, I'm sure with Sox Fest coming up, I'm pretty sure the 108's having an after party. I personally am not going to Sox Fest, but potentially am planning on going to one of their after parties. So. Hopefully I'll get to see him then, but that you know that's my dude. He always tries to hit me up to go to the, the riverboat. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> like, seen that on Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He he's a big better guy. So you know our, us big better guys, we like we like to stick together. But uh, you know, moving on in terms of ton game plan, I I feel like you know the plans definitely are worth it in a sense. But you know, I have kind of a job situation where it's up in the air and I don't have like a set schedule, so I don't want to get a plan and then not be able to commit to it. So I'm more of a buy a tickets as I go, and I just kind of go on days that Johnny and Tony are there. But I'm sure I'll see you plenty at the ballpark this summer, Hayes. For sure. All right, yeah. but uh, moving moving on, Johnny. Here, I'll let you. I'll let you. Yeah. Go. So, um, Hayes, I just wanted to ask you. You know, since you're going to be out there a little more, and you know, we saw you a couple times uh, last mm-hmm. year at the ballpark. Uh, good to finally, you know, put a uh, face to the name uh, on Twitter. Um, do you have an ideal uh, ballpark experience? Uh, and if so, what does that entail? Like, as in terms of what you do pregame, how you get there, uh, what gate you enter, um, how you enjoy yourself at the game, what you you know get concession-wise, uh, beverage-wise, any of that. G- give us your uh, ballpark uh, kind of experience, uh, you know, kind of dream scenario. Uh, what's your favorite things to do there? I always get off on Pershing, one, because it's on the south side. So I'm used to getting off there and using that as a little trick. It's not as well-traveled when you get off on Pershing. Um, Usually park on the south side and go in by the bullpen bar to the game. Um, So I haven't been too much in lot B tailgating lately. I'm going to have to change that routine up a little bit. Usually go in in my younger days would stay in the bullpen bar for a while. Um, But now try to, if I have my nephew or other Younger kids with try to get there a little early, maybe catch some home runs. Um, always have to get the hot dog, obviously. And just, I really like to watch as much as possible. But like a couple times I went last year alone, I'll be all over the park and just walk around and try to talk to different people and sit and watch from different perspectives um, and then wait for the White Sox winner. Yeah, expecting to see some fireworks. Yeah, that's why hey, we're all hopefully, there. Hopefully, hopefully, a couple inevitable White Sox winners this uh, this summer. But I am going to be. I have enhanced my experience with. I don't know if you remember, Johnny. We should find it. You uh, put together a little ideal package for the ballpark one day when I asked with your backpack. Oh and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny's so backpack. Tell you, that would be a good guide. That was a good start there to helping yeah. people at the ballpark. 
you know, I think I, I, need, I think I need a little background on this. So I'm a little uh, yeah, in the dark so, on this. Backpack, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, hey, so it was you and I, and I believe um, uh, possibly was it a uh, big magical guy? Uh, was that? I think so. I think so. Either way, it was a Twitter interaction. But I should put this into an article form just so people know. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the 108 puts out little, you know, like hacks or like, you know, bathroom line, that kind of stuff. I should put together the, uh, you know, the backpack. Backpack, backpack. Uh, the backpack guide. So um, I always bring a backpack, backpack, backpack to the game, and that consists of uh, peanuts. I know that for sure. Yeah. Peanuts. All right, so for snacks, peanuts and sunflower seeds. I love sunflower seeds. On the backpack, loaded up with things and knickknacks too. So. Um, and then obviously peanuts go great with beer, so uh, it makes sense there. Yum, 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 Delicioso! And then uh, when it's colder, uh, you put a jacket or sweatshirt in there, depending on obviously what you're wearing, kind of layer up when it's cold, and then you have your you know heavier coat or whatever in the backpack with you. Uh, and then in the summer months, that kind of, you know, you, you can remove those items, but then I put sunscreen in there. Anything that you might need, I got inside for you. Um, that's always a good thing to have. And then, uh, two waters, um, always, always bring waters. Then I bring a phone charger, a portable charger, um, because, you know, we, we, we're all interactive on Twitter. We like to, you know, you know, post pictures, videos, any of that stuff from the ballpark, interact with people that are talking about the game that may be watching at home. Um, so I like to have that just so the phone doesn't die. And I always like to get a video of the, you know, uh, if they're going to win, get the last pitch, uh, the last out, and then the video of the, uh, scoreboard uh, with the fireworks going off. So um, you need the phone charger in there. Uh, definitely koozies. Koozies are a must. Uh, you know, you keep your hand warm and your beer cold. Uh, no question about that. Um, and then, I mean, you can kind of add in uh, whatever you want. If it's going to rain, um, I'd suggest, you know, a separate plastic bag for your uh, phone. Uh, because, you know, it was hell of snowing on opening day 2017. So uh, it definitely came in clutch then. Um, and, you know, other than that, it's, you know, make make sure it's a fairly, you know, compact backpack. Backpack, backpack. So you can put it in between your legs when it's supposed to be more packed this year, uh, like it uh, has not been in years past. Uh, but then if it isn't packed, um, the, you know, a less, lesser attended game, you can just throw that thing on the seat next to you uh, and have it all right there at your disposal. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to put that in an article form. But, um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> So, so what I'm grasping from this is you is Johnny sent you like the backpack guide, or you put shit in your backpack for Hayes. It was on. I just asked, and he laid that all out for me on Twitter. Okay. So there's oh, a tweet he could use to start from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Put, the put a guide together. Yeah, Johnny right. Nani, big backpack guy. Backpack, backpack. Big, huge hey, backpack guy. It's huge too, then Hayes, because when you get giveaways, or you know, if you go up to the, uh, you know, the uh, social uh, lounge and get the uh, whatever the giveaway is, you know, this past year they did hats for every month, and they'll, you know, they'll be like pins or magnets or whatever when you check in on the ballpark app. I'll put mine in there, and then usually, you know, if Tony doesn't have one, or you know, other guys that were with uh, Jake Trojan or whoever it may be, um, or our guy Andrew Kinsler, uh, I'll store theirs in uh, mine too. And then, you know, sometimes you know you have a few too many, and then ends up getting left in the backpack, backpack, backpack. But it's okay; we always meet up because uh, there's usually a game coming up <laughs> the uh, the next week. So, um, but yeah, it's nice for stashing those giveaways. So, you know, I usually have a hat that I'm wearing to the game. I don't go and expect to get one and then wear that there so a uh, good place to stash it away in the backpack backpack, backpack. so uh, multi-purpose multi-purpose the backpack, backpack.
backpack is. <laughs> the backpack sounds okay. essential. Are, are backpacks but, uh, cool and tough, Johnny? Uh, yeah, they are because then you're just max your your max preparation. Uh, should should we be selling? Should should we be selling on tap Sportsnet backpacks? Would you rock one? Yeah, they need. Yeah, they need to be like the you know like compact ones, and then obviously two sleeves on either side because you got to have the waters in there. You can't have them bulking up the middle or getting condensation on your jacket and sweatshirt and all that. So you know it's got to be strategically designed if we're going to do them. This is some excellent backpack talk we've got going here on Chai <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moving on from backpack talk, well, we're going to kind of stay in the same ballpark, no pun intended, but. You know, what does your ideal ballpark experience entail? Maybe it might be food we you just get did at the this. game. We just did this. Certain beer. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking. Sorry. Sorry. The beers are flowing here, gentlemen. The beers are flowing. Enjoy. Yeah. The, the, the beers are flowing and the backpacks are full. So, uh, yeah, the backpack, oh, yeah. yeah, we're going we're gonna to overload the backpacks. But Okay, so speaking of beer, Hayes, are you indulging in any beverages tonight? I am not right now. I am not. Okay. I'm coming off up. Uh, basketball practice i just came right here and was getting ready for the call but i haven't what about you guys i've just been drinking uh my brother likes to call so i i've been drinking bud light this is just they had a deal at the jewel You're totally not I on brand right now it's not it's not i'm a big Modelo guy they had a deal at the jewel where they had those 15 packs for uh 8.99 that's a fucking steal in my eyes so i grabbed three of them so we're sitting pretty in my fridge right now but so I just and my brother likes to call them Bud Lattes, so that's like the new thing, is like instead of like it being Miller Light, Coors Light, or Bud Light, it's a Bud Latte, a Miller Latte, or a Coors Latte. So I'm I'm stepping on some Bud Lattes right now. Yeah, nice. Bush Light never change anything ever. The go-to. He's a Bush Latte guy. How many how many Bush Lights can you fit in your backpack if you needed to? Um, I mean, you could probably, I would, would not say a full 30 rack, but you could, I, I think you could probably get 24. I, I mean, that's emptying shit out. Um, but yeah, if you needed to transport, uh, absolutely. I could probably get 24 in there, Tone. There you go. I actually just got a new hydro flask for uh, Christmas. I got probably, I think it fits up to 44 ounces in it. So that's big time. That's excellent. Uh, Hayes, uh, you probably know what I'm drinking. It's a uh, delicious Budweiser, Bud Diesel, Bud Heavy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I am also I'm on brand. Um, you know, normally when we do these shows, I've got the Budweiser flowing. Johnny's got the Bush Light, and uh, Jonda has Modelo. Um, he's rusty. I'm off brand. He's rusty. He's off brand. I told you, Hayes. I warned you. We're a little rusty. You know this. <laughs> this is episode. Season. This is exactly. It's episode fifty though, so it's a big deal. So for me the to celebration. be off brand, yeah. So for me to be off brand, it's a little out of character. But you know, we're gonna. We're gonna let it slide tonight. We should have had John yeah. to do some shots before we started the show. <laughs> yeah. My beard was recently trimmed, so hopefully the jello wouldn't get stuck in my ugly <laughs> mustache. But all right, so moving forward, I'll ask you the right question this time. Um, we're gonna move on from ballpark experience and all that good stuff, and I'm gonna actually pay attention. I have been paying attention, but I just didn't realize that we segued into that next question. Um in terms of, uh, you know, the White Sox have a lot of young talent on the roster, a mix with old veteran guys. In terms of the young guys, who do you think is going to make the biggest leap in production this year? Stick with uh, pitching. I think it's going to be Dylan Cease because it seemed like last year, even when he was struggling, he was putting in the innings. You know, just think about when he does get things together a little more which I'm not an expert or a scout but just with the eyeball test it looks like he's got all the stuff and I think this is going to be his year to make a big leap 
I would honestly, to... I would probably agree with you, but go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I was just going to say then, uh, I, I like that, and you're, you're big on pitching, Hayes. Uh, definitely, you know, very important, but uh, pick an offensive player, too. Um, well, let's just, we'll throw you two-parter then. Eloy, because another guy that is probably easy to say he's going to make a jump from struggling last year a little bit. If you look at his numbers, I think that's a pretty safe call that he's going to make a big jump this year. Yeah, definitely more consistency out of him this year, I think. What do you guys think? Well, I kind of touched on it briefly, but I, I think I, I think you hit it right on the head in terms of Dylan Cease. That's a guy that, you know, he had high expectations coming in last year. He draws a lot of comparison to Michael Kopech, and I don't know if it's because of its velocity thing. I don't know if it's because they were acquired in a trade in similar situations, but they're two entirely different guys, if you ask me. Two completely different mentalities and two completely different approaches to the game. Not saying that Cease doesn't have the right approach to the game. I just think, like Johnny, I think it was Johnny that said it earlier, you know, Kopech's a gamer. You know, Cease is a quiet guy. Cease isn't, doesn't strike me as a guy that's ever going to be a vocal leader. He doesn't strike me as a guy, but he strikes me as a guy that is MLB ready and can produce at the major league level. He just doesn't have it all there yet. He hasn't put it all together. So I agree with that. Um, and then I kind of do want to throw a little bit of offensive love into that as well. I think Zach Collins is going to kind of, I don't think he's going to be great this year, but he's definitely going to produce at a higher capacity and he might be even more, you know, essential to, to the 2020 White Sox than we think. So I, those are my, you know, I, I know we're only supposed to pick one. I really wanted, I, I agree with Cease a hundred percent, but I do think Zach Collins is also going to take a step forward this year and kind of quietly because, you know, we've had all these first picks, first round picks since him. So it's kind of like, and we got all these prospects that are like first round picks. So I think Zach Collins kind of fallen into the fold a little bit. And I don't know if he's in his own head. I don't know what it is, but he, he, I think he has way more potential than to be like a strikeout, home run, or you know, flyout kind of guy. Yeah, John, I like it. Uh, I like the idea there. I really hope that Zach Collins is one that uh, takes it to the next level this year. Um, but I need to go with one that I need to speak into existence. If you guys remember the Shy Sox Weekly Preview Show uh, for 2019. I was saying that Eloy was going to come onto the scene, tear it up, all of that. Um, obviously, slower start did. Uh, I'll give him a lot of credit down the stretch. Uh, you know, August and September were outstanding months for Eloy. Um, you know, obviously there were injuries in there that kind of derailed things too. But uh, Tony, you, you talked with me enough on socks on taps and what we always envy uh, other teams young prospects coming up and raking immediately, yep. immediately. So I need to talk one into existence. What we're over. Four now, if you're going to consider Mancata, uh, Giolito, Lopez, and Eloy now, uh, since it was even say Cease there too. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, but even though that was kind of a you know in the middle of the season, but yeah, you could you could throw him in there and be like we're over five now. But I'm going to go Luis Robert. I think the guy is just such a physical specimen uh, that that it, he's one guy that really can. I know we said this about Mancata because he's a top prospect in baseball, and Eloy's got all the power in the world. But um, I'm going to go with Luis Robert. I think his athleticism will allow him to. Uh, granted, there's going to be some adjustments at the plate uh, for seeing big league pitching and all of that, but he's a go-getter. Um, he sees a pitch he likes, uh, and he has the power to drive it out of the yard. He has the power to you know, put it in a gap or put it down the line and friggin' leg out a triple. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot of production out of Luis Robert. Um, and it, you know, even if I'm wrong, I need to at least try it to try and speak it into existence. Because if I'm right, then we can all be like, holy shit, we finally had one hit right away. So, Tony? You know, this is somebody that I'm going to go with, and this is 
somebody that I really don't believe is going to make this leap, but I think the ceiling is so high that if he does, it's going to be a game changer for the Sox, and that's Nomar Mazzara. Um, 19 homers last year. He's going to be playing in a, a more friendly park for him. I think he can, I mean, if, if he puts it together, 25-30, somewhere in that range. Um, he hit 268 last year. And that's not bad considering what we saw out of right field. I think he has the potential to do something. He's not a great baseball player right now, but he's only 24. He's still young like a lot of these other guys are. Um, so I'm kind of going off the board here and just kind of thinking about a name that uh, not many people are going to you know, take. I mean, I think Eloy's uh, a, a realistic expectation for him to continue to climb that ladder a little bit. Johnny, I love what you said about uh, Luis Robert. And uh, we're not rolling ours over here. This is Shy Sox Weekly, Mets Sox on tap. So uh, we're not rolling ours. Luis Robert, I, I like the uh, I like the pick there. But Nomar Mazzara, I mean, uh, he's he's got some tools. It'll be interesting to see if they can, in fact, fix something with him. Uh, I just think the upside's right there. And if if he can put it together, you're going to be talking about a guy that, that really turned some stuff around. Um, again, I don't believe it, but I think the ceiling is right there for him. Uh, if we're going to look at the pitching side, um, I'd like to see Jace Fry take another step here. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of a different uh, aspect as far as the three batter minimum. I'm really interested to see how he's utilized, but he had that stuff. I know Johnny, he was on your radar for a while. Ooh, I, um, I love Jace Fry. You know, I, I really think if there's somebody in that bullpen uh, that can take the next step forward and really be part of the seventh, eighth, ninth inning uh, crew here, um, Jace Fry, just that hammer, man. Like, it, it's nasty. So let's bring that back. Let's watch him strikeouts and let's see him go full innings in the seventh or eighth. Uh, because I really think that, you know, he's the type of guy where. He figures it out. He could be a dangerous closer for you if you if you at the, at the high end and at the low end. He's a really good setup guy um, if he doesn't bomb out. So I'd like to see him take uh, those are my picks. I've clearly had too many beers tonight. Uh, moving on <laughs> to what we got next for you, Hayes. Um, in terms of 2020, what is your realistic prediction for the White Sox? You know, there's a lot of people who are extremely optimistic, very high on them, gonna win the division. And then, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, there's so more that needs to be done and, you know, middle of the pack still. What are, what are your realistic expectations for the 2020 White Sox as of today? As of right now, I'm thinking about 85 and 77, and they keep us interested, but fall short late of making the playoffs as of right now. 2012. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Tony. Well, well, actually, no. You just went, so we'll go. We'll loop it back to me. Um, in terms of 2020, as of right this second, I think I'm probably pretty much on par with you, Hayes. I would say maybe like an extra win or two, maybe like the 87, 86 win range. But you know, even though the Indians lost Kluber, they still have a lot of depth and a lot of talent. Even though the Twins, you know, were quiet all offseason, they went and made that move for Josh Donaldson late. Beer burp. Um, I really, really think that it really comes down to the White Sox head-to-head matchups with the Twins and the Indians, which, you know, last year I feel like we had the Indians number for the most part. We had a couple series where we didn't play them as tough as I think we should have, but it all in all, we had that one game on where it was like our one of like three games on ESPN all last year where the Sox uh, played. They had that series against the Indians. That was early on in the year. I can't remember specifically what game I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure we won. <laughs> and uh, 
other than that, you know, I always I hammer this topic on Shy Sox Weekly nonstop. You have to win within your own division. You know, the Sox are they're gonna they're gonna. I think it's NL East this year that they have to play. Like they have to play the Phillies, they have to play the Mets, Marlins, shit like that. Which I'm pretty sure they did last year, but I was looking at the schedule this year. So like you have to worry about those head-to-head matchups. I think they got the West this year. Is it the West? Okay, you yeah. you. No, yeah, you're right. You're right, because that wouldn't make sense. They wouldn't give them the East back-to-back years. But I saw that they play – or no, they play the Rockies at home. That's why. Never mind. I'm totally off base here. But So you have to worry about winning against teams that you don't see frequently. That's one battle of it. And then another huge battle of it is literally a third of the games you play in the MLB regular season is interdivision games. So we have cupcakes, or what should be cupcakes, which weren't really cupcakes last year, against the Royals and the Tigers. And we should – absolutely smash those teams in head-to-head matchups now, which is a, th- a big step forward that the Sox are going to take this year, I think. And then another step forward I think they're going to take is I think that we have a chance to not only beat the Indians in the head-to-head series this year, but at least stay close to the Twins. It was abysmal playing the Twins last year. Like, I didn't even want to watch those fucking games sometimes. The, so, the Memorial Day weekend series still oh my, oh, my God, dude. I didn't get to watch them. I was listening you on were the going, radio. Yeah, yeah. But I, oh, yeah, for sure. I th- yeah, that was that was brutal. That was terrible. Dylan Covey definitely made a start that weekend. It, that was the weekend that Zavala was up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, big Sabi train, guys. Don't know if the Sabi train is going to leave the station this year. But it, other than that, I, I just, like I said, it really comes down to the head-to-heads within the division. And I think the Sox take a step forward in that category this year and i think that's going to show in the final record that they received but also i do think ultimately at this point right now with the roster structure that they would fall short of the playoffs yes yeah honestly i hate to plagiarize here but uh hayes you laid it out and i'm literally right on par with you uh maybe give or take one win uh I seriously, I that's my realistic prediction right now. I, I'm gonna leave the official prediction until you know, uh, as we get into spring training and this roster looks a little more finalized. Um, we'll wait to do the official ones, but a, as it stands right now, I'm pretty much right on par uh, with what A said, Tony. I'm going wild card. Um, it's unofficial at this point in time, but I think they've made enough moves to make themselves uh relevant in that chase. Um, I just I foresee some some October baseball on the south side this year. I think I I want to when I do it, we always do Johnny speak it into existence. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for some high impact, meaningful baseball to be played on the south side in October. I don't know if they're going to get past that wild card game, but uh, that's that's where I think uh, I think they're going to make it there. So that's that's my prediction. Nice. All right. Um. Hayes, all right, so uh, we're going to have more White Sox questions that come up in our next segment here that is quick hits. But uh, before we get to that, just kind of a timely topic, since all of this news is pouring out lately, a more general MLB topic. Um, We wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Houston Astros cheating scandal, and obviously now uh, three managers down, a general manager down, uh, more speculation swirling today about, you know, were they wearing electronic devices under their jerseys, all of that kind of stuff. Um, what are your thoughts overall uh, on the situation? It's pretty, you know, ground. I get not groundbreaking, but uh, it's pretty, uh, you know, substantial, and it's one of the biggest scandals that's happened in a long time. It is, and all coming so much more coming out today with the possibilities of an, a niece or maybe a player account saying that some of the 
Astros were getting signals of the pitching now and buzzers. Um, I'm one that likes to try to reserve judgment, especially when there's this much coming out. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really it looks bad for Houston. I'm wondering, though, if their stars were doing it, things get around the league. Were other team stars doing it? You know, when does is this just a big can of worms? The uh, MLB doesn't even want to open. So I think as of right now, I have a little more questions than some formed thoughts on it what do you guys think so far i don't even know if i want to think about it i mean you just right. you just bring up a whole yeah, load it's... of just topics and we can go down a rabbit hole with this i mean it's it's not what you want to think is going on but you know like you've heard the term if you ain't cheating you ain't trying like i mean it's there's just so much ammo here and, and so many unknowns like if if we're bringing up buzzer like what's scary thought like what's the next level to that you know what i mean like uh, if if it went from banging on a trash can to electronic devices tipping pitches to like you know that there's there's a whole next level to it you know like let's just think about that like who who's implicated in this and and how far does it go and what's the punishment it takes me back honestly to the whole like steroid era you know, if everybody's doing it, like what's written in the rule book about it? And, you know, like what, what exactly is off limits here? And, you know, like, it's just, it's such a sticky topic. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Like just, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's not a good look for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was kind of the one that was, at, I, I like, I, I'm still trying to garnish information on this whole situation, to be honest. You know, they keep coming out with some new fucking detail each day. We're now at three MLB managers that have been fired since, or not fired, but I mean, you know what I mean. Mutually parted ways. Mutually parted ways is the way they're going to go with it. But we all know, like, you got shit can. There's no way that they're going to let you manage their organization after all this has come about. You know, we've seen this in past with the, you know, Johnny had said the steroid uh, era before we came on. You know, Pete Rose, unfortunately, with our own organization. I'm not going to go into detail about that. But, like, it's just, it, in my opinion, it's bad for the game. I hate to be, like, that much of, like, a, a hard ass about it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Astros had all the talent in the world. Go win it or or don't go win it, like, on your own or don't fucking win it at all. The, the fact of the matter that a former Astros player came out and, like, even I think it was, like, Jessica Mendoza of ESPN, like, called called Mike Fires well, out she, for, for coming out. Or, there's it, layers. There's layers, John. There's big layers because she, she used to work for the Mets. She yeah, was hired by I the saw, Mets, yes. I saw all that. Exactly. Well, preemptive so. defense of Carlos Beltran. Exactly. And then, and then the Mets end up parting ways with Beltran, who never ended up managing a game for the Mets, which I don't know if that's ever fucking happened before. That's like we're living through history right now is the way I see it. And I yeah. think it's crazy. And we're going to talk about this years and decades down the road. Like, like it's big, big history in the game. And right now I feel like it's not getting as blown up as it should be. It's very popular. But the fact of the matter, Jesus, beer burps are on fire tonight. But the fact of the matter is that – these teams cheated and they were proven to be cheated and the consequences are being paid. Do I think they're going to strip their titles? No, no, that's not, that's not the way baseball works. It's not the, I mean, the only sport I've really seen them do that shit in is college. They don't really do that in professional sports. So, I mean, if anybody wants to at me and correct me on that, I'm, I'm, 
fucking 23 years old. I'm sure there's probably been shit in the past. But in terms of my time on this earth, this is like far and beyond crazy. This is beyond me. So tell me. For for me, it's just following the evidence, the hard evidence that's there, the video evidence, the audio evidence. So you guys kind of took more big picture and what it means for the game. And yeah, obviously a big big huge can of worms but for this specific situation i follow the evidence you got mike fires being the whistleblower of sorts here um he put his name on the record when ken rosenthal was constructing these stories with the athletics um was obviously you know uh, in on that and whatever just Jessica mendoza is totally entitled to her opinions you know and saying that you know well he benefited from it whatever yada yada um it becomes blatant then after the fact when you go and you're able to look at the audio levels and see the spikes where they happen that's evidence that you cannot deny they were clearly doing it you know you got the i didn't read the full report um on it but you know i saw the tidbits of it and the uh vital information that they shared on mlb network and via twitter and all that um and you know the trash can that was obvious and then there was the monitors being you know used in different uh you know obviously they had the center field camera and then the monitor right behind the dugout uh there was that picture uh from the astros where the clubhouse leads to the dugout um there was that um i mean that all cooks them their toast danny farquhar corroborated it um and i you know what i don't feel bad because i always had a thing like i I, don't get me wrong i respected the astros for you know going through the rebuild and having the multiple hundred lost seasons and you know whatever uh but i never liked them i I don't know why i I just didn't Uh, and i kind of think it has to do with 05 i've just never liked the astros either i think i I, can us as Sox fans agree that like that's probably our least favorite team that doesn't matter within our inner circle like i fucking hate the astros yeah i agree but i like had like a you know like a houston hate week like thing like going on back in like 18 because they were just fresh off a world series and we're still in the middle of the rebuild here and all that so i'll be honest with you um you know it sucks for the game but i am kind of glad to see the astros get clamped down especially especially and don't get me wrong i do you know look at numbers and they're they're definitely important but the analytics community had put the astros on such a high pedestal you know the people that analytics is their religion and now they have to take you know steps back and say okay well yeah no they didn't actually just have all the you know proper you know whatever scouts and uh forward thinking people uh right in it so you know the brian kennys of the world the the guys who live and die by fan graphs and spend eight hours a day on it um uh, they can go shove it a little bit to be honest with you um (laughs) seriously honestly that that is one of the implications for me because it really if you the, the way they talked about the astros they were baseball gods and they couldn't do anything wrong. And guess what? They did a shit ton of stuff wrong. So I'm kind of glad it all got aired out. And now we have, you know, former Mr. Astro. Do you guys remember when Keiko went out and was like, yeah, the Astros won't have a, a hangover like the Cubs did? <laughs> that was like the was second like, episode of Shy Sox Weekly. Didn't yeah. I say that Dallas Keiko's welcome? We said we want Dallas Keiko on the south side. Go pull that audio clip. Me and you were like, I need that dude on the south side. Yeah, like, that, that was like the second episode we ever did of this show. We were talking yeah, about he, Dallas Keiko. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, you know, no, I didn't, and to circle back on it, like, for one last time, I didn't even bring this up. I think my favorite part about it all was Trevor Bauer not only calling them out when it all was going down and him, like, reclaiming victory on Twitter over the last week. He has just been dominating Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen that. He's another guy I want on the south side. <clears throat> yeah, I want to this podcast. I don't give a fuck if he never pitches for the Sox. <laughs> I want to talk to that man. <laughs> but, all right. Um, we're getting pretty much to the end of the questions that we had planned for you, Hayes. Um, other than that, you know, 
I mean, do you have any questions? We try, we've been trying to do this recently with our guests. We feel like it's a good opportunity. You know, we ask you a million questions when you come on the show. Do you have any questions that you want to pose us? I know it's kind of on the spot, so you could take a minute to think about it. But like, do you have any questions individually for Tony? Any questions for Johnny? Any questions for the three of us? Any questions for me? Whatever it may be. Do you have any questions for the Shy Sox Weekly Crew? I guess when's the first tailgate party? Opening day, baby. This, I mean, and this is we haven't confirmed this on Twitter. I I don't have my tickets yet, but I'm a hundred percent for sure going. I already have it blacked out of work. I've spoke with all my I spoke with my boss at work. Like I am a hundred percent getting the day off. I'm trying to get like a big group of people there. Like I'm trying to get my mom wants to go, my dad wants to go, my brother might want to go. So I'm gonna try and bring like fucking ten people from the whole Suarez family. It's gonna be the whole clan family affair. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, hopefully. Yeah, hey, to further answer that, uh, we will release the details on Twitter um, as we get a little bit further here uh, towards spring training. Uh, we definitely want to have it out there ahead of time so everybody knows where it's at, what it's going to be. But uh, just like always, uh, see the uh, ONTAP Sportsnet flag flying out in Lot B. Always feel free to stop by, even if it's not a big announced huge thing. We're always down to talk White Sox. But, yes, the big tailgate party opening day uh it's a holiday yeah it should be considered a holiday in my opinion so um yeah it will be out there just look for the flag and uh anyone anyone is welcome to come stop by it's a holiday for white Sox fans that's all oh, i care 100%. about oh yes and i was i was telling the guys before and our listeners before but hey that's gonna be my first um home opener since 2008 so hopefully i'm the i'm the good luck charm the white Sox need speaking into existence yeah exactly <laughs> there you go Hayes. what else you got for us man Oh, I just I'm looking at the calendar and trying to figure out how long it's actually going to be till that opening day. I know. Uh, I've been. Uh, trust me. I'm uh, gonna, it's going to get to six, the point where I start counting. Sixty-nine up hours. days now. Nice. Now, when they get to spring training, we start to see some spring games. That'll help a little bit. That first broadcast on mm-hmm. Sports Chicago normally always gets me pretty, pretty, pretty fucking excited for baseball. Yes, and then it, there's which it seems like but real baseball is going to come a lot quicker this year, but it always seems like they play the Cubs in a spring game, maybe around when the tournament starts, the NCAA tournament. That's always a fun time. Yeah, that Northwestern never plays, and it's always a great <laughs> time. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, are you going down to Arizona again this spring? Yeah, uh, Kinsler and I will be there March 18th through the 22nd, so the very last stretch of games that are at Camelback Ranch there, because um, then they'll go and play those two exhibitions at – uh, at Chase Field in Phoenix. Um, so I will be at the last ones in Glendale wrapping it up. So hopefully seeing uh, what looks like the uh, opening day roster in some of those. At yes. that point, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for our interview portion with you, Hayes. Uh, we haven't really spoken with it amongst us, but are we going to do quick hits? We kind of spent so much time prepping the interview. I don't think we really... Yeah. Got oh yeah. Got a real quick hit. We do have quick hits. All right. We got fucking quick hits for you, Hayes. I'm 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 lying to you. Let's Don't do it. Disregard me. I'm actually gonna take a famous shy socks John to bathroom break because I'm on about my sixth beer and your boy <laughs> definitely needs to hit the potty. But when I come back, quick hits with Hayes. Definitely believe it. Actually, I'm just gonna start rolling it now while John is taking a bathroom break, and uh, he can he can do that. Um, I'm surprised it's the first one, episode 50, that bladder grade uh, Johnny is <laughs> is going up. Um, I think he was at like well, like he a took one earlier. No, don't get, oh. don't be fooled. He oh yeah, no, this is number two, so never mind. He's still got a shitty bladder. 
All right, Hayes, uh, let me know when you're ready, um, and we'll, ready. we'll start rolling through here. All right, quick hits with Hayes. All right, favorite White Sox moment? The moment the White Sox won the World Series. Frank Thomas or Paul Canerco? Frank. Favorite food to eat at the ballpark? Hot dog. Favorite band? Dave Matthews Band. Favorite fast food? Taco Bell. Favorite White Sox Twitter follow? Um, during the season, it really was you guys last year because of the consistent content. Overall, probably have to go with the 108 guys. Favorite team to follow besides the White Sox? Man, I really don't care about many other teams, but I guess the Cardinals if I had to pick another team. Robin Ventura or Ricky Renteria? <sighs> Manager-wise, Ricky. Favorite ACDC song? Thunderstruck. Favorite baseball movie? The Natural. Better stat, pitcher wins or RBIs? RBI. What do you top your hot dog with? Mustard. Is Jim Tony? The hot onions and the cold onions. Try it sometime. Ooh. 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 Uh, Is Jim Tomey a White Sox legend? No. Would you go out after a Sox game with Wally Money, just you and him? Sorry about that. John does smoke alarms going off. I don't know what he's doing. It's like cooking with John in the middle of quick hits with Hayes. We had to stop because John John did you burn the chicken nuggets again? Thursday night, 10.50 at night. I burnt the chicken nuggets to shit. Yo, I don't know if we ever actually posted that picture, but Hayes, there was one time where I came home from, I think it was a, I think I was watching like the NFL playoffs with my dad and my brother. And I was blackout hammered, and I threw some Tyson chicken nuggets in the oven and fell asleep <laughs> with them in the oven and woke up to an apartment filled with smoke about four hours later. And my brother actually snapped a picture of the chicken nuggets on the pan. They, like, they like made imprints on the pan. They were burnt so bad. <laughs> but all right. All right. John was just making some coal over there. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're right back in. We got, we got to get back into quick hits. It's quick hits. Next question. Would you eat Jonda's chicken nuggets? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you go out after a Sox game with Wally Money alone? Yes. Better career, Michael Kopech or Lucas Giolito? Giolito. Year of the next White Sox playoff run? 2021. Will Nick Madrigal ever make the White Sox roster? Yes. Miller Light, Bud Light, or Coors Light? Miller Lite. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Turtles, Cork, or Chinooks? Cork. Favorite sport besides baseball? Hockey. Next White Sox player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Eloy. How do you take your jello shots? Just the old school way in the little plastic shot glass. Shake and not stirred. This, <laughs> uh, this, next, oh, uh, this next question is outdated right here. Will the money be spent? Yes. All right. Um, will you ever get over the White Sox missing on Manny Machado? Yes. Have you ever seen Fever Pitch? Yes. If you're drinking beers with Shy Sox Janda, who's the first one to hit the bathroom? Me. That's a fucking wow. bold statement, brother. <laughs> should the nets be Always raised? Has been. <laughs> should the nets be raised higher to protect the upper deck? 
No. What's the drunkest you've ever been in a White Sox game? Oh, I've I've passed out in the bathroom. <laughs> a couple times. No, not a couple times, but yeah, I think passing out in the back room maybe before the World Series, a couple of years before was probably the worst. How do you feel about bunting? Only in late si- inning situations to get that game-winning run. All right. Herbert Perry or Dion Viciedo? Dion. Beef loaf, Cherizi, or My Sock Summer? Beef loaf. Favorite place to sit at a ballpark? Behind the first base dugout. Scotty Pods or Carlos Lee? Scotty Pods, World Series. Most tradable White Sox prospect? I'd have to go with Stever. Will Jake Berger ever return? Yes. What would your players weekend jersey nickname be Hayes I know it's boring but <laughs> that is my nickname too said, that's what we know you as my man Brent Morrell or Brian Anderson Brent Morrell favorite ballpark besides Comiskey the old St. Louis ballpark the old Bush Stadium are fireworks cool and tough yes how do you feel about the Wrigley Field basket? I've always thought it was stupid. How many games do you normally get to a year? I was a little younger, maybe 25, 30, now about four or five. Well, 10 this year, right? <laughs> yeah. Hawk Harrelson or Jason Benetti? Benetti. Will you join us for a tailgate next year? Opening day. You know, Hayes, this has been a great time. You know, we, I don't know if this was your first podcast or not, but he was on, you uh, know, Honarchy. He was on Honarchy. Okay, so you are you. I mean, I I told this to a couple guests before. You're you're a great guest, man. You know, you were you were fun to talk to, very insightful about the White Sox. Um, on our end, in terms of us not recording for a while, you're basically an, uh, you were basically just another panelist on this episode, and it was it was fun to have to be able to break down not only the offseason moves with you, but to get kind of your future taste of what the White Sox have going on within the organization, moving forward, all that good stuff. So I don't know, Johnny, Tony, if you got anything else you want to ask Hayes before we we hop off here. Um, other than that, from my end, Hayes, this this has been a pleasure. Yes, thank you. It's very fun. I'm glad to get to know you guys a little bit better and looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. Absolutely, Hayes. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good one. And that was Shy Sox Hayes. We thank Hayes for coming on. Shy Sox Weekly's first guest appearance on here, episode 50. But before we sign off, guys, Episode 50 is a special time, and there was a guy that got brought up during that interview. That Johnny, you brought him up, and you seem to miss him so much. I went out of my way to go get him to come on here to talk to you. This tonight. is my guy. You got, you're kidding me. You got Wally I Money. I got Wally Money on the line right now. Wally, how's it you're, going? What? Good. What's going on, guys? You're lying to me right now. Oh, no, John, what's going on? I heard you missed me. 
Wally, my fucking man. Dude, no, I'm not kidding you. We were talking about White Sox. We were talking about baseball and just being at the ballpark. And I, I was like, you know, the worst part about the offseason is there's no Wally money. <laughs> That's the fucking uh, worst part. Now you've got Wally money yeah. in your offseason. This is Wally. Yeah, you do. Off-season. It's like off-season. a late Christmas present for you, Jonathan. Wally, what you been up to, man? I heard you were at Festivus. I could not make it, unfortunately. But yeah, 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 yeah. Festivus was a, was a good time. I don't. Uh, I remember about the first half hour, and that's about it. I was about you to know, say, how's uh, life been? You, you passing out on balls <laughs> or anything lately? Or? No, you, you know, you know how. We, no, 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 no passing out anywhere just yet. Not in the new year, at least yet. I mean, at least make it home. Uh, um, but um, but but on a side note, John, what you've got my number. I, I hit you up all the time to go to the casino. I do. You know, what, what, big what, better guy. What's going on now? Big better guy. Yeah, the big better guy. All right. You should big, Google that. You should check that website out. <laughs> big better yeah. guy uh, is waiting for the Vic- Grand Victoria to open up a sports book. That's what that's what big better guy is waiting for. You know. Oh, now that, okay. Now that now that it's legal to be a big better guy in Illinois, <laughs> I must I must I can't I can't bet on the cats, but you know I I still do. But you know I, I'm just saying, not trying to incriminate myself. Being a big no, better guy no. in Illinois is hard. You know, I suck at basically any poker game known to man. I play blackjack and roulette, and I lose all my money about 20 minutes into me going to the casino every time. Oh. So I told I'm, you maybe, I, I teach you how to play roulette, man. I I, I, I told you I win I just, every time I go. Maybe I just need a little wall of money. You know, we're gonna we're, we'll hammer down a trip. Maybe we should oh. get Tony and Johnny to come too. Why does this gotta be a me thing? Let's all lose oh. our money. Spring training's coming up. I think that uh, Wally Money needs to give John a little spring training in the gambling scene, especially now that it's legal. Um, and you know, obviously, you can do that in multiple facets. Obviously, sportsbook, John, like you talked about. I make I'll, like, the show you the way around the floor. Sports. I can't gamble like gamble on like cards, anything like that. Like I literally have to like dumb it. Dumbassedly gamble on like Gonzaga to mop the fuck out of Santa Clara like I just did tonight. I need like, to ask my editor a question here. I need to. I need. I need to ask my editor a question here. Is dumbassedly a word? Is what? Is dumbassedly the proper word to use there? Uh, no. Wikipedia. We're gonna let that one slide. We're gonna just open up a new Shy Sox John dictionary for the Untap Sports <laughs> Network. A translation guide. Kind of like one of those like Spanish the English book. Yeah, that, that, a Janda book to 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 gibberish Janda to to English. Yeah, that, Honestly, that'd be you. That'd everybody <laughs> like you need a guy like me in your circle because I just honestly, honestly, sometimes I confuse myself. That's he's all trying, it takes. He's trying to validate. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, I miss I miss you guys. Hey, are you guys going to be there for uh, Sox Fest uh, next weekend? So I'm not going to Sox Fest at all, but and I'm not even going to lie to you. I got to work on Friday, and then Saturday I'm open. So I don't know when the 108 thing is, but if it's on Saturday, I could probably slide like for the after party. No, 108, 108 thing is Friday, and, and, and if, Friday, unless you RSVP, now this is going to be different than what the uh, the place was, yeah, that we had yeah, over yeah. at the Wings and Rings, where we're having it's over at Reggie's, and they actually have a. So many different rooms. There's only a, a capacity of how many people can get into this one room. So you actually had a, what you did had to, uh, you had to uh, RSVP through uh, with an Eventbrite for the uh, festivist. But they they weren't checking nothing. You know they they could care less. But here they actually are. So if you don't have a ticket, you're not getting in. So uh, and I, I think that's sold out in like the first. 
at least first day. Yeah. Oh yeah, for you sure. know it, it it went pretty quick. How so much, I mean, you, how much do you think that those tickets would go for, Wally? On like the uh, the Twitter market, <laughs> the black market. Fuck it. You bring me a handle of Bacardi, I'll give you mine. You know, I'm not sure the parking lot, man. I, <laughs> you know that, that's that's uh, top priority. Yeah. But, well, yeah, well, they, if, they were all free. Yeah, oh, like, if, if, if no, I was gonna say, if uh, Tony is kind enough to uh, lend me his second uh, ticket, we would probably be there. But I don't know if he has other plans for that RSVP. We'll see. I I want to know, you know, what the what the going rate is. I'm all about making a quick dollar, you know. So we'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll figure it out from there. Wally, while we have you, what are your thoughts on this off season? I mean, this is a White Sox podcast. Let's bring it White Sox. What are your What are your thoughts so far this off season? The money was spent. Um, this is the first time where I'm can honestly say that I'm actually. I mean, besides the trades we had, what was that three years ago? The wholesale trade when uh, Han blew everything up and said we're going to rebuild, and we got you know Kopech Makata and then the Giolito deal for you know with the was it for uh, uh, Eaton and um, and then who else did we get? We get Lopez in that trade yeah. too. Raylo and Dunning in that too. Yeah, so I mean, since that, I mean those were trades. This we actually went out and spent money. Like I, this is the first time in all of our generation where we seen the White Sox spend this kind of dough. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that Grandel, uh, signing was a big shock. The Abreu, I love the re-signing on that. I know some people were hating on it, but I, I'm glad to see him. Um, who else? Who was, uh, uh, Keiko? That was the one that shocked me. I'm, I'm still, I want a few guys. I want Puig. I want somebody with damn balls on that damn team. Somebody with swagger. Somebody that can, and then back it up. Someone you know, who will stand uh, up the whole Pittsburgh Pirates organization type deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we haven't had that guy with an attitude that just don't give a shit. You know, and I'm, I'm tired of hearing the clubhouse, you know, cancer and all that shit. They said about AJ, too. You know, and it wouldn't happen. He ended up being one of the most favorite teams on that old 5 season. You know, um, I'm happy. I'm excited. I mean, you know me. I, I'm going to be there whether they win 50 games or if they win 100 games. You know, I, I'm a diehard fan. You know, but at least we got a product here that uh, um, it's going to be an entertaining, entertaining to watch. It, it, it would be nice to finally have some baseball in September that means something. You know, um, and having more. You know, well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I think they'll be better than 500. I don't think they'll win more 90 games. You know, at least not this season. You know, we we still have some. No, I'm still not sold completely on our starting rotation. It's hard to take that jump. You know, it's hard to take that jump from the point that the Sox were at last season, regardless of acquisitions in the offseason, to go from where they're at to, like you said, 90 games. That's that's a fucking... We're we're better, guys. That's not a bet I would take. (laughs) (laughs) I I would. Um, What is it? Plus plus 350 or what? Like, I I might be on it, too. (laughs) Got a hot tub on it. Is he pouring well, you know, one beer to another beer right now? I'm just no, pouring. you know. I'm oh, pouring. you oh, you guys are. What are you guys, are you guys drinking on? <laughs> you know us with the one always. We got to know what everybody's drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, bush light for me. Bush light for me. Lattes, Never right? change anything ever. Tony's sipping diesel, but we're sipping lattes. Well, lattes. I have he, bush he, light. Yeah, he's 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 calling Bud Light Bud Latte now. It's a new oh, John. Oh, okay. I gotta get I gotta get my brother props on that. I thought it was funny as shit the first time, the first time he told me. 
you want all yeah, what, what are you what are you drinking, Wally? The McCarty. Okay. McCarty and diet. You know I gotta watch my figure. That's what I always drink. Hey, we're figure guys too. We're better guys. <laughs> we're better guys. <laughs> but guys, uh, and then to top it off, to see the see Cleveland seems to be you know be sailing uh, be uh, you know dumping you know players trying to save some money. They get rid of Detroit. Lamar, it's over with. They get rid of Lamar, you know straight up over with. And then with Donaldson just signing with Minnesota, I thought Minnesota was 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 dumping some players too. I thought it was our you know our division to lose. Not that the one guy is going to make them that much better, but I mean they still did win 100 games last year. You know, I mean they still are the you know um, team to beat. AL Central, you know, right? No, absolutely. You know, um, but in my opinion, it's our division to lose. You know, it was the weakest division last year. You know, with with Cleveland, Detroit, and Kansas City really not doing shit. I still think we we sh- we should take this division. You know, it's it's going to come down to Minnesota. You know, in my in my opinion, but uh, you know, it's hey, if we can at least get our division and get in the playoffs, I'd be happier than the pig and shit. You know, oh, yeah. but, you know we haven't we have we haven't been to the playoffs since what was it? Oh six. Twelve. I'm sorry. Oh eight. Why did I oh, say yeah. We literally went over this earlier. Yeah, 2012. We should have went to the playoffs, but kind of choked at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. You know. How do you guys feel? I, I didn't hear your podcast yet. I'm sure it's not on the air yet, so I'll have to listen to it tomorrow. No, um, you're good, man. But, we we we've but, been good. We actually haven't recorded in a minute. It's been a it's been a little while, so Shy Socks bye 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 weekly is uh we're we're back <laughs> in order and we're hoping or we're gonna get things he, in swing he, for the whole He asked you how you feel that the team's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> He's man. Thank he's, you. <laughs> he, he has no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. What is I mean, this is episode. He's, he's probably, what, what was 40, 40, episode forty nine? Was what back in October? Wasn't that yeah. my memory's correct? What well, was that? if if you're going by episode, if you're going by Pete hand counting, it was in August. But if you're going by August. actual <laughs> actual numbers, last one was in October. So thank you. <laughs> Hey, well, well, my boy Pete, though, man, you have to rely on his uh, memory, though, man. I don't know anybody who's that that guy. Shit, he can remember everything. Every time we do trivia, I'm like, you're sitting next to me, Pete. I'm like, well, I just I just follow Pete. <laughs> but anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, what? Uh, so what are your guys' picks on the off season? You guys happy? All right. Where do you guys yeah. Where do you guys scoring the socks at? What's, yeah. your, what's your grade card for them? If I had to grade it, uh, are we going like like? A through F, twenty to eighty. No, A, A through F's good. It's A simple. F. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Don't complicate it. I'd go B plus. Johnny. B plus. I feel right. like there's a couple yeah. other spots where they could they could definitely supplement, yeah. but B, B plus at this moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'd, I'd go uh, B. Uh, I'm you know right around there. Uh, love Grandall signing. That that one's huge for me. Uh, and then Keiko is big too. Um, but uh, I. You know, I think that we, you know, you'll hear this when uh, if you listen back, Wally. But we kind of gave a little bit of predictions here uh, when we had Hayes on for the first segment of our, uh, you know, guest portion in episode okay. fifty here. But um, unfortunately, right now, I think you know, and this can still be changed between now. What we're sitting in the middle of January, still got a few weeks until you know, almost about a month until. Uh, even pitchers and catchers report here and then uh, obviously spring training. So other things can come through and not all free agents have been signed. But as of 
of right now, I kind of have them right on the fringe uh, of the playoffs, but overall satisfied with the offseason for sure. Cause I was, you know, negative 90 here, thought they were going to stop after Grandal just because of the, you know, after they missed Wheeler, uh, I thought it was going to kind of be way up on it, but uh, I was glad they proved me wrong. So that's where I said, Tony. Now, now do you feel the, the since you oh, just, yeah. just don't want to cut you off here, uh, Tony, but did you feel that, uh, Johnny, that they overpaid for that Grandal? Are you okay with it? No, no, I was, I was okay with it. And, you know, it was time to, you know, spend money. Uh, they basically nothing on the books. So what were they? Third lowest uh, payroll, uh, you know, oh, heading into sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. before anyone. So, uh, no, I, I was totally fine with it. I didn't think they overpaid. And, you know, it's hard to, in my mind, it's hard to find catchers. We're seeing how tough it is. Everyone thought Zach Collins was going to be the next, you know, big backstop uh, here in Chicago. Yeah, or, 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 or Sebi. Yep. And there's still potential. I'm not ruling those guys out completely, but you want to win now. You you have two solid backstops. I had said it earlier. You took a big question mark coming into this year, and by the Grandal signing, you made it more of a strength, uh, having McCann as your backup and Grandal as your one. So um, I was totally fine with it. Yep. So, Wally, I was a little drunk earlier, and I'm a lot more drunk now, and I went with Steve Ciszek. And uh, What the is he talking being... about? <laughs> He's talking about, he said, what was the most... Tony like, didn't even talking... give his grade yet. Yeah. You're off the rails. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Super off the rails. <laughs> but still, I, I, had to, I had to touch back in, and, and Johnny started naming players. I just kind of went brief like a grade. Johnny went deep in depth, I, I, and he said Yasmani Grindal, and I went Steve Ciszek, and I was trying to fill... Yeah, let me be me. I was trying to fill Wally in. Let me be great real quick. And uh, and I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Steve Ciszek actually had uh, said that his agent told him that the White Sox had reached out to him within five minutes of the World Series ending. And I don't know if you guys buy that or not, but that's pretty impressive. So, Tony, on to you for your uh, grade, uh, Mr. Marchese. I'm just going to let you just go for the rest of the night. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, so, uh, so real the, quick, right after the World Series, they wanted him, and then yeah, they just signed him. What a week ago? Yeah, about a week ago. This is all okay. unconfirmed Jonda rumors here. Uh, we're dealing. Yeah, with. okay. Actually, no, that actually was a thing. I got a notification on my phone, dude. I'm a beat writer. Got that one. Uh, uh, Johnny, I'm gonna crack a bush light for you. Oh, there you go on the train. That's a, Cheers. That's like a Halloween edition. Are they even still orange? The hunting. They're the, yeah, uh, the hunting. The hunting, uh, the hunting one season. Yeah. Okay. Grab this Looks one so in, uh, in December, so it's it's still good. It's still good. It's still uh, got you know, we're, go, we're going grades here. If we're grading on a curve, I give them an A. And the reason I give them an A on this is look at what other teams have done this offseason. Um, the Sox have had, you know, arguably one of the best offseasons, if not the best offseason out of any team in the MLB right now. Um, and down, I agree. So if you're grading on a curve, I think A. Uh but if we look at the White Sox in general, you still haven't handed out a $100 million contract. Uh, you still have gaps. You know, you've got uh, a gap at second base right now, I think. You could have, you know, they did address the bullpen, but they could have probably done a little bit better than I think Steve Ciszek. Uh, I, w- I was a big fan of Will Harris. Um, and then, you know, if, if you if you want to scale it back a little bit, imagine what this offseason looks like with Zach Wheeler. They, they didn't get that done um, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, he, he wanted to listen to his wife, whatever. Yeah, they gave him the most money, but hey, four or five extra million on that contract, and maybe things change. You, you know, you don't know. But uh, hey, happy, happy wife, happy life, Tony. That's true, but you know, money does buy happiness. Don't let anybody tell you that that's not the case. Um, that's just that's just my feeling on that right there. Uh, 
so somewhere between an A and I think a B plus um, is where I'm at with it. If you sign Zach Wheeler, you got an A plus off season, and they were real close to doing that. So that that's where I'm at, Wally. I don't I don't yeah. think he was leaving the National League. I think he was doing that to to uh, bring his price up as as much as he can. To be honest, um, but with him with us not signing him, they, we got Encarnacion. We got uh, Keiko, and then uh, ended up with your C-Shack, or however you say that guy's name. Yeah. Uh, you got it right. Honestly, no, yeah. yeah okay. But, Tone, I think I think the fact of the matter is if if we go and get Wheeler, we're not going to go for either Keiko or Gonzalez, regardless of who it is. They're cool. they were they were set on, I'm I'm guessing, two starting pitchers going into the – there's no way they would have got Wheeler, Keiko, Aaron Gonzalez. No, they're, no way. I don't think they did. Would, would, you, would you rather have Wheeler – would you rather have Wheeler and Gio Gonzalez or would you rather have Keiko and Gio Gonzalez? Like, let me know that right now because if you're saying Keiko and Gio Gonzalez over – Zach Wheeler and Gio Gonzalez. I think you're on drugs, which you might be. Yeah, I'm but, not but, sure. but but you, but you throw C-Sec and then you throw in, in Carstian, uh No, no, well, those saying, two other guys like, in it too with that. But if you get a guy, I would rather. I mean, and Gonzalez has been Gonzalez, and I respect it. And he's had, you know, I mean, I think Gonzalez is older, older than Keuchel. No, I believe he yeah. is. So yeah. I, I mean, to counteract that, I was thinking more Wheeler Keiko instead of Wheeler Gonzalez. But yeah, oh yeah, no way you'd get so. those two. No way. Exactly, but more so, a lot of drugs involved. But continue <laughs> on, uh, Wally. <laughs> Wally, go but, ahead. Well, I, hey, Wally, I, I have I have a question for you, especially since it's right in your residency down there on the right field corner. Um, thoughts on the Nomar Mazara acquisition? Man, Which, I could care less about that one. Yeah, you know I. I don't know if it's an improvement or not, to be honest with you. I, me, I'd still rather see Palco out there. That's just me. That's my guy. But, um, yeah. Noted, I don't know. That's, that's why I want to see Puig. John is taking <laughs> another bathroom break right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Wally, what, what we kind of have, you know. we got to get him here. a catheter. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. Oh, yeah. Do you have a doctor but, for him, Wally? You got a doctor? No, I do not. I mean, I, I know a good doctor, but then, no, I don't. I don't have an actual. Uh, no. uh, I'm not. I'm not giving him one. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, one thing I wanted to get back here, though, uh, we we kind of have sticks here at on tap on both, you know, the show and uh, socks on tap and and all of them that we do, and even with the right, yeah, coverage yeah. and all that. But we we kind of either speak things into existence or really harp on guys, and then they you know hope they prove us wrong. And it's been, okay, you know, go ahead. Tony has it when he does it. We call it the crazy Marchese effect. So my thing is I'm kind of going to rail against, and I have been, I'm going to rail against Nomar Mazzara because I think he's a replacement level player and they need another platoon guy uh, to, you know, help supplement that. And granted, they could still sign someone. They could still find someone else to, uh, you know, help split time with him in right field there. But what I'm hoping is that I rail on him so much and then he actually does have this, you know, big high ceiling breakout year and hits a bunch of bombs because he's hitting in a better ballpark and all of that good stuff. Um, so I, I'm just going to keep rolling against him and I'm probably going to, you know, talk some smack early on in the season when I'm down and from the 108. And I hope he turns around and flips me the bird after he hits. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to be. I'll be willingly take it, you know, if that's the case. Prove, you know, prove, prove me wrong because I'm in agreement with you. I mean, if at all else, think, I, I'm thinking. You know, like I said, I, I said earlier, I, I want Puig. You know, I, I'd love to see him out there in right field. I honestly think I wouldn't be mind having Robert at uh, center field and move an angle over defensively over to, to right field. 
you know, um, and then share time, you know, with, you know, but uh, otherwise, I, I think I'm with you. I think second base is a bigger uh, spot that I'd rather fill. You know, I, I can go with um, a rotation of whoever the hell they want to put out there in, in right field, to be honest with you, you know, um, but I, like I said, I, I'd be ha- I'd be happy with just defensively Angle out and right and Robert out in uh, center. You know, uh, if anything, I'd, I'd love to see right. Eloy out of left field, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. and have him oh, straight yeah. DH. But, that, but that's not going to happen now with our current lineup. There, there's there's yeah. no way he's going to DH. You know, we've yeah. got too many yeah. DH players on the team now between with McCann and Carcion, you know, and then, you know, uh, Abreu doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to DH. He's made it pretty adamant that he wants to play first base. You know, so it's it, 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 it's going to be difficult. You know, so Eloy, we're going to be stuck with him. And to me, that's the biggest liability, you know, defensively we have on a team right now. Yeah. You know, well, like, well, I was going to say, well, one of those combinations that you had, uh, you know, when you're talking about defensively, especially later in games, I think you'll definitely see some uh, Luis Robert in front of you because I know you talked about angle and right, um, but I think there could be times where you see, you know, Luis Robert played some right uh, down in Charlotte. I think you could see in some late inning situations if they put Ingle out in center. Um, that I think you know, obviously, if Luis Roberts a better option there, and the defensive metrics show it, uh, they will do that. But I could see early on in the season, uh, since they already know what they have in Ingle, and maybe not trying to overextend Robert, uh, you could probably see uh, you know get some uh, ear uh, in earshot of uh, Luis Robert down in the one wait there. I'd be happy to see him. You know, I mean, it's we. Uh... Honestly, we just want to see some good baseball out there, you know. Um, we deserve- we're clearly shitty baseball, but we would love to see some good baseball. We deserve it, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, I mean, come on, guys. How many years have we been down there now, you know, watching this team? You know, I two, mean, at least two as a group, considering all of us as a whole, this will be our third season all together knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah, That's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it been three seasons already? I well, yeah, Tony and I started Sox Weekly in 2018. We met Johnny like later on in that year. Definitely, had all met by the end of that year. And I had definitely met your ass by the end of that year. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I'm trying to think. Like I've been with the 108 guys now for oh, I'm sure way longer. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta be yeah, four or five years now. Oh, for Especially sure. Season tickets now. I, I think this is my seventh, seventh or eighth year of season tickets. That's impressive. So, you deserve it more than I mean. Well, Johnny's been there too, but and well, we've all been fans. But like being a guy that's a season ticket guy, like you, you deserve this, man. And we, I mean, we all, do, but you, we do. all do, we all do. You've put in the time and effort and the dollar signs, like I've yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Like, I mean, he's I Wally mean, Money, the dollar sign. You're Wally right Money, man. He's a big better guy. I mean, I did. Yeah, you bought your season plan off of one night at Grand Victoria, maybe Rivers. Who knows? Good, you can hit it. I know I've done it. <laughs> it's, it's not that it's not that hard to do. But um, can we get a, can you get, yeah. can we get you a shirt that says you can hit it? I know I've done it. Like I think that would be the ultimate Wally Money shirt. We got plenty of shirts in the works. We we definitely that that could be one. I was watching uh, the same. I don't need any more advertising. No, I was watching the Notre Dame bowl game with my brother, and he he said something along the lines of, "Hit the weight room, little bitch boy." Uh, when someone where got are stiff you on. coming from right now? <laughs> I'm I'm talking t-shirts. I think that would be a great t-shirt. Hit the weight room, little bitch boy. I think uh, I think that one would sell 
pretty fondly in the Antap sports community uh, with a little with a little Irish Antap logo. But yeah, well, we definitely, we definitely gotta hit the casino sometime soon. We, de- I mean, we're I'm gonna be a Sox money line guy all year. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna live or die Sox money line guy. So there you go. See, and to be honest, I don't bet too much on sports. I did years I, ago, I, I and I, I, I lose my ass so bad. Especially that's why I don't like college basketball. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Okay, so I've bet for probably a full calendar year at this point, and this is Shy Sox Weekly, way off the rails. I can, I'm, I, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. But I've bet for probably a full calendar year, and the most fun I've ever had on betting is baseball and football. Basketball, never bet on basketball. You will literally yeah. rip your fucking hair out betting on basketball. Oh, I did. Well, I didn't rip my hair out, but. It, put a couple things holes can in the change wall. so quickly betting on basketball. Basketball is the dumbest sport to bet on. But football, baseball, 100% I'm there every time. Yeah, well, I, I just I, I prefer the roulette table. I, yeah. I win 90% of the time. So, you know, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever walked out of a casino. Well, I have lost, I guess, a couple times at a casino once in here and there. But, like, in Vegas, I've never lost. You know, I always make the money back up. I always pay for my trip, and that's, I always come back with more money than I left with. So, Shy Stocks you know. live from Vegas sounds like uh, something oh, that... Oh, we ain't... No, no, they ain't nothing live. We're not recording anything out there, guys. What stays in Vegas? <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> you're hanging with, if you're hanging with me, there ain't going to be no recording. Nothing, man, damn it. <laughs> that, right. that, that, I can guarantee you. No hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> no witnesses. It's a joy to just have him on here. Should we run him through quick hits before we close this down? Oh, okay. Tony wants to double down on quick hits, so we're gonna let Tony be the quick hits guy. Uh, Tony, go ahead. What, Wally, are you ready for quick hits? <clears throat> Hang on, let me get another sip right here. I gotta have another sip before you do this. <sighs> All right, go ahead. Go. All right, favorite White Sox moment. Oh, it's got to be 05 the World Series. Frank Thomas, Paul Canerco. Thomas. Favorite food at the ballpark? Ooh. Shit. I don't eat, I don't eat, honestly don't eat too much there, but if I do, um, it's got to be one of those uh, sandwiches right behind the 108, one of those gourmet sandwiches. Favorite band? The deli meat ones. Favorite band? Pink Floyd. Favorite Pink fast Floyd. food? Hot dog. Favorite White Sox Twitter follow? Oh, God. We don't have a favorite. I, I love everybody. Um, That's team player right there. Probably, yeah, no, no, seriously. I, I can't. I follow everybody religiously. You know, I, I'll have to do it PC and just say from the 108, even though it's not. <laughs> <laughs> favorite team besides the White Sox? Uh, baseball or anything? Just in general. Uh, Bears. Robin Ventura or Ricky Renteria? As a coach? Just in general. Or as a person? However you take that. Ventura, come on, Robin. Favorite ACDC song? Uh, We sold our soul for... No, that's not it. Um... I'll be back in black. Favorite baseball movie? Mm. Got to be Major League. 
Better stat, pitcher wins or RBIs? RBI. What do you top your hot dog with? Everything but no uh, no peppers. Must no ketchup, mustard, onions, relish, uh, tomatoes, and uh, pickle. Is Some celery Jim, salt? Is Jim Tomey a White Sox legend? Oh, great question. No. Do you advise others to leave the ballpark and spend a night with you alone? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh. Where the fuck did that one come from? That was phenomenal. Hey, well, I just want you to know that that question is normally would you? Oh, wait, what is it, Tone? It's yeah, normally would you, would you, would you go out with Wally money? money? Yeah, would you go out along with Wally money. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's what that it was. was. A phenomenal spinoff. No, we have you in our quick hits every episode. That is fucking great. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> that just caught me so off guard. That was great. Who's going to have a better career, Michael Kopech or Lucas Giolito? I'm going to go with Giolito. Will Nick Madrigal make the White Sox roster? Mm, yes, he'll be up at some point. Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light. Latte. Coors Light. Year of the next White Sox playoff run. Year of the what? Year of the next White Sox playoff run. Uh, I want to say this year, but realistically, 21. Big year, Tupac. Oh, Tupac. Turtles, Cork, or Shenix? I'm a biggie guy. I like all three. Yeah, I like all three, but probably Shenix. Next White Sox player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh. Shit. His <laughs> name starts with a, I, a Y and ends with an N. No. I, the sale go in as a uh, White Sox? Ooh, that's a tough question. He won the World that Series with Boston. Question. Yeah, and he has been like, does Sale ever win a Cy Young in his career? Because that's the answer to that question too. Swear to God. Yeah, he well, he should have won the year. Was it two hundred fifty-six strikeouts he had for us that year? Oh, one hundred percent. What was it? Kluber won that year, right? Or was it Scherzer? No, it was Scherzer. Uh, I, I, I I don't remember to be honest. I, I swear to God, it was. I think it was Scherzer with the Tigers. That was what, 2013? What do you have, like 22 or 23 wins or something like that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was it was sale against the AL Central that year. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to go with sale on that one. Okay, that's, yeah, fair enough. Who has more White Sox giveaways, you or My Sox Summer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would say I do only because I keep all mine and uh, my stock summer resells all this shit. How do you take your jello shots? Mm. I lick my tongue around the uh, cup and just shove it all down. Hell yeah. That, that, that doesn't sound right, but yeah. No, that's the only acceptable <laughs> nope. way. Just let them know. If Shy Sox John, John falls down in the 108, 
Who's the first person to pick him up? <laughs> you mm. fucking asshole. <laughs> White Sox security. Probably, yeah. Either <laughs> yeah, no, White Sox dude. security or whoever I stumbled in there with. Either my girlfriend or my poor family that this I is bring Wally's yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Wally's question. If you come by yourself, if you come by yourself, whoever took the first photo right there of you on the ground first will probably help you up. So it's it's 100%. we're going to take pictures of you first. And we're going to post it first before we pick you up. Fair is fair. Can you hit White Sox Dave's yeah. fastball? I haven't swung a bat in so long. I don't know. He's what, what, 86 with the crow hops. With the crow hops. Isn't that what he's doing? I think he was in the 90s with the crow hop, wasn't he? I might, be, I, I, might be, I might be off base on that. Yeah. I, I, I thought I heard him on uh, Lawrence's uh, uh, Locked On, which I got to listen to your episode, Tony, still. That's I, on my list. I, I, I would highly recommend it. It was a phenomenal episode. Oh, no. I, I, listen, I listen just like your guys. I listen to him. I listen to all of his, as well as your, as your guys' you know, podcast. So I just, I just haven't got to get Herb back on here, dude. It's been a minute since we. Herb's a highly opinionated guy. Who yeah. I mean, you you either you either have a taste for Herb or you don't. And I Herb's my. No, favorite. Herb. But Herb's great. I mean, you, like oh, me, you know, I, I've, I've I've met him. I've hung out with him uh, a couple times in a parking lot and stuff. You know, Dave oh, introduced sure. me to him a couple years ago. One of the nicest guys. You know, oh, very he's... very smart. I mean, yes, I mean he loves his white socks, but this, he's like a teddy bear, man. He's, Super nice guy. The only you know, thing we don't uh, see eye to eye on is the whole U of I Northwestern stuff, and and her probably doesn't like that I'm a Northwestern fan. But me and him to, are welcome like, to Quick Hits. This is Quick Hits. We're we're basically <laughs> oh, okay. We're getting there. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Can, I'm sorry. Can, can you hit White Sox? I warned you guys. Can you hit White Sox Dave's fastball? Uh, I I say no. Can you hit Herb Lawrence? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Fever Pitch? I have, yes. If you and Jonda start cracking beers at the same time, who's hitting the bathroom first? Oh, Jonda. He's got a bladder of an eight-year-old. Wally, I'll blow your mind. Hayes said that he would hit the bathroom before me, but Tony, go ahead. Should the nets be raised higher to protect the upper deck? No. What's the drunkest you've ever been at a White Sox game? Oh. Honestly, it was probably the night uh, White Sox Dave convinced me to go out. Uh, we were getting we were getting handed to it. He's like, "Let's go over to Turtles," <laughs> and uh, I met him over there. And God, we closed Turtles down, and I slept in my car <laughs> and woke up at six o'clock in the morning to my phone ringing, wondering where I was at because I didn't come home and was still drunk. So that was. Was that last year or two years ago? Can't remember who we were playing, but no, that was Why last year. So we were Why is losing track of years at this point, folks? Well, go to enough games. I might go to at least 50, 60 games a year. You know, they kind of blend together after all the time. I'm fucking with you. They do to me, too. And I go to like 10, so. <laughs> Beef loaf, chorizo, or my sock summer? Ooh, that's <sighs> a hard hitter for Wally. You know what? I got to go with my guy. I, I bust his ball so much on Twitter. 
I got to go with my Sox summer. That's my guy. Favorite place to sit at the ballpark? Ooh. Honestly, my well, obviously, one hundred and eight is going to be the answer. But, but the best view of the park. My favorite place to sit, though, actually, when watching a game, not not hanging with the guy, is uh, section five thirty one. Most That's funny because I I was looking at a ten game plan and that was like the cheapest area to buy seats was five thirty one and I was thinking of getting it in there. Really? I yeah it's because not, that's I, not that cheap. It's right behind home plate. It's actually a little bit higher than yeah. Cheap. It's like no, over yeah, the upper corner. Like, what is it? Just uh, is it to the left or right? I can't even remember. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, dude, they would be solid seats. Uh, Lawrence Holmes has season tickets up there. Okay, yeah, it was, it was like, I think it was, it might have been like 533, but they were like the cheapest option for um, the 10 game plan that I was, I was looking into a couple 10 game plans between like the Cubs game, the home opener. I was looking into the Cubs game one because I was going to get the home opener in terms of like, I was just going to buy the home opener tickets alone and then get like the Cubs game plan so I can go to a Cubs game. And not have to worry about that because the home opener would be way cheaper. But Tony, hey, look, I, I think the home opener almost sold out. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not even. I mean, there's plenty of resale tickets available. But the, Tony, I'm, go ahead. Oh, well, resale. I'm talking face. I'm not. I'm not talking resale. I don't get face on the White Sox website. They're fucking not going to say it. But go ahead, Tony. I'm going to call this quick hits interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even going to – I mean, this is episode 50. We're at, like, close to two hours of audio at this point. We're not even going to call it shit. We're just going to call it episode 50, Smorgasbord, Shy Sox Weekly, back back in business because it's been, like, almost three months since we recorded. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to make up for lost time, guys. Uh, what would your Players Weekend uh, jersey nickname be? Oh, mine? Probably, probably, be, uh, probably just be Wally Money. How many times have you worn Jose Rondon's game used jersey? Never. I can't fit into it. <laughs> He's like a size forty six, I want to say. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a size fifty. There, I can't. I mean, if I unbutton it, no. My game used ones. Once I get them autographed, I never wear them. Brent Morrell or Brian Anderson? Oh my god. I do have a game used autograph Brent Morrell jersey, but <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know if I should admit that, but I do. Uh, but Brian Anderson. What's your favorite ballpark besides Kamiski? Uh, the one that I've been to, I've only been to probably about six, six or seven parks. I really like Seattle. I just want to rush, but uh, you know what? Actually, Minnesota. Minnesota, that target field is gorgeous. Hate so- the team, but stadium's gorgeous. So we all know you passed out in Detroit, Wally. What were your last thoughts? <laughs> no, I did not. Ta- no, no, hang on. Full disclosure. <laughs> I did not pass out at Detroit. They did a moment in silence in, in Motown. Aretha Franklin just passed away. I closed my eyes, put my head down, moment of silence for Aretha, and they took the photo. That's what happened. Okay. Because the question was going to be, what were your last <laughs> thoughts before you closed your eyes? Our Thank fire- you, Aretha Franklin. Are fireworks cool and tough? Are fireworks what? Cool and tough. After a home run, absolutely. At the end of the game, I could care less. How do you feel about the Wrigley Field basket? I could care less. Whatever goes on at that stadium. How many games do you get to a year? 
Last year I went to 62, but uh, somewhere between 50 and 60 a year. Hawk Harrelson, Jason Vanetti. Oh. Hawk now or earlier Hawk? You got to just pick one. Just pick one? All right, I'll go with Vanetti. Will the White Sox win another World Series in your lifetime? Yes. And uh, here's here's a nice question, and I'm sure I know the answer to this. Will you join us for a tailgate next year, Wally? Everyone you have. There it is. That's quick hits with Wally Money. Wally, thanks for sitting I'm on gonna, the hot seat there. John, I'm going to look into that, that, that tailgate question right there because we're planning on probably having more than two. Which is, I think, well, a we bunch. There'll be a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you guys had more than two gonna, last year. We, I think, we had oh, three. Yeah. What was it? Three? Well, we had plenty. We had, there were yeah, different ones. Johnny and I had like thirty-four. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. They got they got plans. So they did socks on taps. They did on taps. But in that's, terms that's of old trio, your boy, I'm I'm a hot commodity, dude. No, I'm just kidding. I I just I I'm probably gonna get to about ten games this year. I'm looking into a ton game plan, maybe up uppers to like 15, but other than that, probably not more than that. <laughs> well, I'll be out there whenever we're there. So there, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we make our, but how many times do we just make our own little impromptu yeah. tailgate? Oh yeah, that, th- those are honestly some of the funnest because sure. you're not expecting exactly. Them. No, yeah, for sure. You know, that's what I'm saying. We've had more than more than three tail, you know, tailgates last year, but that's mm-hmm. just us being to get just. Every day at the game, you know, whenever you guys are there. So, you know, as a matter of fact, did you guys take a photo of me walking towards you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great because you didn't even know that we're out there and we just shout for you. And then it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, come by and stop for a couple drinks. That, that's, how, that's, that's what's so great about the White Sox fan base. You know, I mean, granted, you know, there may not be, too, you know, too many of us out there. But you know what? We're all close. We're all family. You know, it, it, we yell at each other's names. It comes to hello. We have a drink together. You know, it's you can't get a better fan base than the White Sox. You know, um, I love it. You guys are all, you know, family to to my to my myself and as well as you know all the 108 guys. You know, we we we, we love it. We love seeing everybody. You know, it's like six months we see everybody, and then for like six months we kind of like disappear for a little bit. So you know, I, I appreciate you know John to missing me. You know. But, uh, <laughs> Got me to come on the show, <laughs> you know. I, I appreciate you guys having having me on. I'll definitely come on again. We'll do a, a, a longer segment or however you guys want to do, you know. But uh, you know, you, you know, you guys are, uh, you know, I got the utmost respect for you guys. I keep doing what you guys do. Your podcast is fantastic. Um, it's entertaining, you know. You just, you know, need to do it a little bit more frequently. <laughs> Noted. No, <laughs> we already basically called ourselves out earlier for we need we need to be more frequent with you guys. We try and we're gonna get back to the the shy socks weekly, not bi monthly phase. So uh, stay in tune for that. <laughs> Look, out. wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, real quick. So rusty, I can't even remember my fucking phrase. Look it's, out for look that. Out for that. There it is, right there, right oh, there. So look out for that. that. Wow, guys, it's been a minute. I, I missed you guys. I did. I did. This is this has been fun. Well, Tony, I'll see you this uh, next weekend, right? Uh, yeah, you should see me. Uh, it was Friday. Uh, I'll I'll probably be bringing 
somebody. Maybe it'll be Johnny. We'll we'll have to see what kind of we'll have to see what kind of stuff I could get back from uh, StubHub. You know, if I threw it up there on StubHub, listed at fifty bucks, you know, that might pay for a couple <laughs> cases of Budweiser. I mean, you just you said earlier you get paid off with the handle of Bacardi. So uh, I mean, you set the bar kind of high. Case of Budweiser. <laughs> well, are you going for the whole weekend, or are you just going Friday? Uh, no, I don't have actual tickets to Sox Fest. Uh, I'm just gonna probably. Oh, okay. I, I just have the uh, the after party tickets. So um, I've I actually I've actually never been to Sox Fest, Wally. Surprise. Oh, I, I go every one, year. I went one time, and it was in 2003. I was like literally like six or seven years old. Yeah. No. I uh, my Sox summer. Uh, Aloha, Mr. Hand, and then uh, um, Uncle Rico. We've been going. Uh, for at least four or five years now together. Uh, I think this is the first year Uncle Rico's not going to make it, but uh, uh, My Sox Summer and then uh, Pete will we'll definitely uh, be there. I'm actually going down Thursday night because we've got a uh, season ticket holder event Thursday night. Um, we get to meet the players and all that stuff. So I'm actually at a hotel for Thursday, Friday, Saturday and just staying down there. So um, I love it. I, know, I, was, I was hoping you guys would be down there too. It's always good seeing you guys. You know, but yeah. uh, I mean, if you guys are able to make it, you know, swing on by. You know, Reggie's will be a good time on Friday. But uh, I mean, Sox Fest is a good time. I think it's sold out. Well, I feel on like Saturday. it for sure is. I just have never prioritized it in terms of like I I I mean, I don't know. Sox You'd spend the whole what? time in the bathroom anyway. What would you like? You I can't would. wait in a four <laughs> hour line for Sox, fucking Sox autograph. Sitting in, sitting in lines to meet players, get autographs, and talk to them for what thirty seconds at a time, and you get like there's autograph stands, and then there's like these memorabilia stands and whatnot. But like, what else? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, but it, it, it okay. depends. Like you know, I've I got... understand. I mean, this year would probably be more of a year that I would actually probably attend Sox Fest in terms of like excitement surrounding the Sox, but I just have never really prioritized like uh, going to Sox Fest. I guess Tony has kids, so I'm, are you going with AJ, Tony? I just said like five minutes ago. Not even. I don't yeah, have tickets. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't have tickets. I mean, it'd be a good thing for the kids, but uh, man, I, okay. I've never been there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's just. Like you said, I've never really prioritized it. Johnny, you you been there ever? Uh, I, yeah, I went in 04, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, I've been to one of them, got one of them under my belt. So, um, you know, obviously a little bit better experience as a kid. Uh, you got to really know the ins and outs like uh, those 108 guys, like Wally just yeah. mentioned. Uh, they kind of have it down to a science. So, um, you know. You got to be a memorabilia. It, it, it's more for yeah. fans that are, that are memorabilia, you know, collectors too as well. Yeah. I mean, that's where I go to get all my stuff. All my game used jerseys, broken bats, you know, baseballs and stuff, and you okay. know, it, it, you know, autographed and stuff. So I mean, I got a collection. Mm-hmm. That, only other person I know has got a bit better collection than me is uh, is uh, Aloha, Mister Hand. But then you get pictures with him, and then I go back the next year and get the pictures autographed. And then I got I got like a wall of you know like fifty pictures mm-hmm. of you know White Sox players and stuff that are autographed and stuff that I got hanging up. And yeah, it's just it's it's a good time. And plus, it gets us excited to talk about baseball. You know, uh, and you get to see the team, you know, and the players, and you get it gets you pumped up for uh, you know spring training is only you know now yeah. shit starts even sooner now, you know since the season's starting in March, you know yeah. so uh, you know yeah, well, it, it, it's good it's good that you know you have all that winter and then actually get excited for baseball again. Yeah, Wally, I had one question for you then, kind of springboarding off of that. Um, 
Are yeah, you going to make? Do you make it down to spring training at all? I that is one I have never done. Oh. Um, I, I I I probably will this year. A, it depends. A video this documentary of Wally going to spring training would be like pay per view TV. <laughs> Well, usually I go on. Uh, I go instead of going to spring training. I usually go on the uh, the White Sox trip to Mexico, but mm-hmm. I did. I didn't make it this year, so um, I, I just may do that if I decide. Usually, I try to go out of the country at least once or twice a year, and it's usually about that time. So it, it depends. If I decide to yeah. stay in the U.S., I, I may do spring training, but you know, I, I, I kind of like being on a beach and all inclusive, and have somebody bringing me my drinks for a full yeah. week. Absolutely. I just wanted to ask because I will be down there uh, uh, with one of our other guys who's frequented in the 108, Andrew Kinsler. Um, we'll be down there the 18th, yeah. 18th through the 22nd of March. So if you're down there, uh, we'll meet up for a drink. For sure. Yeah, I'll let you know. I, I know um, Pete goes down there every year. So I don't yeah, know if I'll he's going down that too, time. Yeah, because yeah, Pete, Pete's for sure always down there. Oh, and our, and our guy, um, you guys didn't meet that because you didn't go to Soxhams a couple years ago. But uh, Scott, uh, Scott Garcia. He's out in California. Real nice guy. Oh, we yeah, met him at Soxfest a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's thought, always there I at spring training, too. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be at spring training, too. He, he's a real good guy. So if you can uh, catch up with him, he usually goes, I think, the first or second week, you know, of, of spring training. Um, did you already buy tickets for it then, Johnny? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got Those are locked in. Like I said, it's the 18th through the 22nd of March, so it's that very last stretch at Camelback Ranch. And I'll see one oh. of I'll see one at the A's facility, you. so um, yeah, it just worked out with you know me and Kinsler kind of line up our availabilities, so uh, that's when it worked this year. We went early in March last year, so end of March this year, so kind of cool to see different, especially you know it'll be closer to a big league roster then. So you know, like I said just let me know if you go down. I just wanted to ask that. Yeah, yeah, you know, know I, I I will I, maybe because I, I need to know where's a where's a good hotel to stay here. Like a hotel's a pain in the ass to get around there if you don't book it like soon enough. Yeah, we got I we got unless you. Yeah, we we got ours back in like mid December, so we kind of jumped on it. Okay. We kind of also stay a little bit away. You know, Scottsdale is more of the hot area, so we kind of stay more North Scottsdale, whereas like um, the kind of more centralized is where it'll be more hopping for like the downtown scene. But if you stay a little bit away from there, you can kind of find some more availability, just a little bit longer Uber ride or drive or whatever you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How how far how do you know how far of a drive it is from there to Vegas? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know exactly. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've never done that going up to Vegas, but uh, it's a, it's about a you know thirty five minute drive out to uh, the White Sox facility, so not too bad. I mean, from, everything's a little, from the airport. Little, uh, uh, no, from uh, the hotel where we're staying at, because Scottsdale's kind of where like the you know more nightlife is, and Glendale is just basically the facility, and that's it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So. Yep, I just wanted to ask you that. So uh, I think we've taken up a bunch of your time, guys. Uh, final uh, thoughts here for Wally Money? No, I mean, Wally, we. <laughs> this was the surprise of the night right here. Episode 50 of Shy Sox Weekly. Thank you so much for making an appearance, man. Like I said, the worst part about the offseason is no Wally Money. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you guys having me on. I know uh, you guys asked me before, and, you know, I've always been reluctant. But, no, you know what? Anytime you guys need me. I'll be there for you guys. You guys are my guys. You know, I, I, I respect what you guys do. Um, I'll support you guys as much as possible. I listen to you guys and follow you guys anyway. So, you know, I have no problem anytime. I mean, even if it's the last minute, you know, just shoot me a call or, you know, sh- you know, shoot me a text or something like that. You know, I'm, unless I'm, unless I'm shit face drunk already, you know, I'm, I'm always available. So 
Well, that's when we need you the most. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, then that one we'll have to do. We'll have to do one of those when we all get together. Then, yeah, that'd be better off somewhere, you know, and do a do a recording where uh, we're together, and I'll just Uber wherever you guys are at, or you know, or whatnot, or get a hotel close by, and we'll, we'll make it happen. Oh shit! Get some shooters going. I'm with it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> John, you know what? Johnny could pick me up on that purple scooter and drive me out to wherever we need to go. Yes. Put a pillow pill between us. <laughs> we'll wait till the weather gets a little bit warmer. Though. I'm not riding out there in this weather. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> oh, pick me up on your poor purple whip. Wally fucking money, everybody. Oh, this was awesome, Wally. Thanks for taking the time to come on to this i know this was we we have been waiting to put some shit out and i hope this is what everybody was looking for i really do because this is what i was looking i'm just i'm i'm kind of upset that johnny hasn't passed out yet during the episode like i I was kind of banking on that like if i was a big better guy i probably would have put some money that johnny was going to pass out during this episode i got some big money on the nuggets it's going overtime right now so we'll 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 (laughs) figure it out (laughs) about 15 minutes can so we make get sure it? you check the oven, though. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> should, should we, it all comes full circle. Should we try and get a third? Should we try and get a third guest on here tonight to see if we can finally get John to pass out? Like, <laughs> should we? Uh, who should we call? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, what no. Do got, <laughs> what do we got in the back burner for another episode? As long as um, we're trying to make up for three months and no content. You know? Yeah, we're gonna make a six-hour podcast, and you you guys are gonna have to sit through it, and I'm gonna have to wake up for work tomorrow morning at some fucking point. So that's exactly how this is gonna go. Johnny, I'm assuming all of you guys have to work tomorrow morning. Uh, of course, for the most part. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got we got we got stuff right. to do. I'm sure you do as well. Um, oh yeah. Wally, man, thanks for coming on, and this was this was excellent. Oh. It's been great. No, anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, of course. Yep. You have a good I mean, night. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll are we gonna touch. let let's let Wally close it out with us? Why don't we yeah, do yeah, for sure. It. Yeah, because I mean, this is this has been a wrap. Right. I got two. I got I got two notes. Uh, actually, just some dates here. Then uh, this is my last thought uh, for it, since we didn't get to it in the news section. Pitchers and catchers report on February twelfth. Full squad follows on the seventeenth. First spring training game is Saturday, February twenty second. We are officially sixty nine days away from White Sox official baseball, folks. Nice, nice, nice baby. Can right. I get a Can I get a nice? Nice. All right, let's close it out, boys. Let's go Sox. Hey, hey let's go White, White Sox, Sox forever. Boys. We, we miss you guys and go White Sox. Yeah, go White Sox, guys.